1: Ladies and gentlemen, aliens of all ages, we are back, the Academy. We took a week off because we uh, had to take care of some uh, special missions, but we're back. And uh, I'm not alone in the Academy, as I'm always joined by the man, the man who really runs the show here at the Academy, Mm -hmm. the Sinister Minister, John Enright. And I just had one of my metal posters fall. Motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I fucking knew it. It's like it's like one of my blacklists like fucking shit. What the fuck? I swear. I love I love the the what is it? a display. I I love mm. I love the stuff they got there. But man, dude, fuck those things that you attach to those metal posters. Okay, seriously, fuck those goddamn things. <laughs> fuck me. They're right in the middle of what I'm fucking introducing you to motherfucker all right. we, oh that's all right we get, we get it out early but the sinister minister the man the myth the legend john enright he also does the smack attack which god bless you sir i don't know, I don't know how I don't know how the hell you sit through that fucking. we show.
0: we did it in an hour yesterday we did everything in yeah an hour. yeah
1: well yeah an hour should be like like 20 minutes it's fucking garbage the only thing you should talk about for 20 minutes should be pat mcafee and that's it really and he wasn't
0: even on the show
1: Terrible, yeah.
0: Fucky he, he, terrible. He, 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 thank God he they they announced just before that he assigned a multi year extension to with, with WWE. So I was yeah. like, oh, thank God. <clears throat> but they did that whole he got attacked at Money in Bank, see. so he wasn't at SmackDown, yeah. and you know all that stuff. But
1: Pat, Pat 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 McAfee is a better wrestler than Adam Cole, <clears throat> and if anyone disagrees with that, they can they can fuck off. Well, you because. know he's gonna
0: wrestle Baron Corbin at at, uh, at uh, SummerSlam.
1: Well, at least seriously, at least Baron Corbin is is like is like bigger than you know my the bigger than the women's champ that we have for Mortal Championship last night.
2: Yeah, don't get
1: me wrong. Listen, listen, Adam Cole, I, I'm he's a sweetheart of a guy. He's from what I've heard, he's just he's a great human being. But where he's booked on the card, no, I don't get it. I I just I just don't get it. I don't that. get it. I don't get it. But you know, it's whatever. But
0: you know, it's it's not wrestling we're not talking wrestling. You no. know, this is not and a good show. By the way, show.
1: also too, by the way, guys, I am a salty I am a salty, sarcastic dickhead. Yeah. A lot of stuff a lot of stuff I say on the academy, I really don't <laughs> mean. Do you think you think people don't
0: haven't realized that you're sarcastic, sarcastic <laughs> Yeah. Right well,
1: now. you would be you be surprised of people they get all butter like. I've had I've had I've had my friends. Actually I actually have a buddy of mine. He listens to it. I we 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 just said we just had lunch uh, last week and mm-hmm. goes yeah I listen to the podcast I love it I was like oh that's awesome man he goes bro you swear a lot I'm like yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> and I got another buddy of mine he goes you would be great he goes but you swear a lot I'm like well I just cut I just I just cut fucking loose okay yeah Fuck it. yeah
0: yeah let that microphone go and just woo get listen to man. It.
1: I got I gotta to try to challenge uh Rip Rogers for how many F bombs I can drop <laughs> yeah, in the show. Holy, holy
0: cow, man. Whoa.
1: <laughs> nah, I I don't think I will get to like no three or four hundred F bombs. That's a lot of F bombs. Dude, man. that's like
0: every other word for that dude. That's but... fucking
1: that's fucking that's fucking F bomb territory right there. Holy Ooh, shit. Oh jeez boy. Oh my gosh.
0: I, and I we're gonna be honest. I'm coming off watching Thor, Love, and Thunder. It was legit like dude
1: dude johnny's all gassed up right now after watching i am Star. i am
0: and and we just finished strange new worlds which is gonna be our main point today yeah spoiler dude, i'm gassed I, on I, i'm, I'm gassed on that i mean just fucking
1: gassed the gills on that.
0: oh yeah. dude it was oh the whole oh was so, so I mean, good oh so God. but 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 we do have to get news going oh yeah so, of course, because because, know, because
1: we got shit going Star Trek right. stuff always going on like yeah. movies figures yeah but you know and, and i know some of you're
0: posting dumbass fucking tweets dude all the time all the time <laughs> and I know some of you thinking whoa 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 you're not doing your like 30 minute like intro or whatever well we're gonna be honest it's eight o'clock we're triple the <laughs> brother's gotta get up at like two in the morning 30 minute intro. i know we do log it so, oh, i'm gonna be shit. respectful that my, my brother since he was flexible enough to say, hey, I know you're watching the movie. We'll do it after. So yeah. we're gonna keep it tighter today um, for that reason. So, right. um, but you know, with that said, let's go ahead and blow the bosun's whistle for our news right now. <laughs> and with that sound, we're gonna start with Star Trek uh, Picard season three. Um, oh. So uh, Trek movie has come up with some likely the guest stars from Star Trek Next Generation who might appear. Okay. On Star Trek Season 3. So, um, and this is their picks. And so their top picks, With they, they pick these characters because they have unfinished stories. Uh, right. Their number one pick, Roe Lauren. Uh, Michelle Forbes. Okay. Uh, you know, because we, we, um, you know, so she was going to originally be the first officer on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. But she passed on that role. And so that's where Nana Visitor came in as Kieran Reese. Mm-hmm. And so we saw her last you know, on you know, um, on, on um, start on on a uh, next next generation, generation. yeah. But we she... never had a finished kind of story.
1: Yeah, where she kind of joined the Maquis and never.
0: Yeah, we never yeah. heard from her again.
1: So and so,
0: it'll be that would be an interesting callback to mm-hmm. bring her on there. Another one, Lieutenant Commander Shelby. In case you don't remember, that was. She was the lieutenant commander who came in and uh, the classic two-parter of Best, yes, Best of World Worlds. Yes, yes, you yes. You know? So yes. we saw her in that, and then, you know, they, they we haven't seen her since. Mm-hmm. So that would be another one. Uh, Marista Yale, who was the alien who, in the episode First Contact, um, their planet was not ready to accept the existence of people from other worlds, and their war program was discontinued. And she left um, with the Enterprise, but we never found out what happened with her that day, you know. And so it's kind of left open for Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Another one, Dr. Kate Pulaski.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like, like in once again, in the literature books, you know, they kind of like what happened to like Dr. They write about that, but it'd be good to see it. Like, Yeah. 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 And then they have here's some other options. So those are their top ones who didn't have stories
0: completed. Here's some um, other ones, and they're they're saying whatever happened to. Um their number one choice, Captain Jellicoe, Ronnie Cox.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: you know, with that. I don't know if Ronnie Cox is still alive. I think he yeah, died. Yeah,
1: he might, he might
0: um been. or he's in really bad health. I remember because Ronnie yeah. Cox was was big on um Star, Stargate SG one. He was well. big on
1: that. I mean. Ryan yeah. Cox is a hell of an actor. I mean, look at the movies right. he's been in. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see. So, well, he's, he, he is, it's a, let's see, IMDB. Looks like he's still alive. Oh wow. Yeah. And so he's he is 83, it looks like. God bless him. You know. Um, so wow, apparently he's still, he's still um. So Acting I think a little bit. Oh little wow. Bit. Okay, that's good. He was in 2018. He was on the show Nashville. Um okay. apparently uh 2019, The Car Road to Revenge. Mm-hmm. Being the Ricardos in 2021. Jeez. He was an older Bob Carroll. Apparently, there's a movie he's in called Demon Star that's in post-production right now. Okay.
2: So, yeah, I
1: mean. I, I can see him doing like Admiral Jellicoe, you know, like sitting at a desk or something. Yeah,
0: or maybe he's a retired captain. Yeah, because of what happened, and they need him for something. So, mm. you know, there's there uh, Molly O'Brien. You
2: okay, know,
0: they're talking about that—that that she could be, you know, Miles and Keiko, and bringing all that in. Mm. Um, and the fact that Jordy will have grown daughters on Picard. Yeah, Molly, yeah. Molly could be a part of uh, something along those lines as well. Mm. Um. You know, and let's see. Uh, what's, who's the next one? Uh Amanda Rogers, in case you didn't remember who that was, she was a Q born on Earth. And Oh and she,
1: yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she was only in one episode, but mm-hmm. you know, uh that that's you know, that's something that we could see. Another one, Thomas Riker. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh you know, Will Riker's brother per se i guess you know he was kind
1: of a shitbag though like he, yeah you know you know. Uh,
0: you know you know and 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 so we do know that um he he was uh he was put in a kardashian labor camp after stealing the defiant mm-hmm. but you know they also talked about deep fakes time maybe re, you know saving him um so maybe why not now bringing him back for that mm-hmm. um and then they said just a few more for fun just because, you know, um, Vash, you know, uh, yeah, by, yeah, yeah Vash coming her. wonder what she's gotten herself mm-hmm. into, uh, Moriarty you know, the yeah the hologram, you know, uh,
1: yeah.
0: surely he's gotten a mobile emitter by now, uh, Simon hey. Tarsus, you know, okay. yeah. the Vulcan slash Romulan that, you know, the, the drumhead uh, episode was based around. Yeah. That was such a
1: good episode. That's a good episode. Yeah. You
0: know, and then of course, uh, Roga Danar, um, you know, with the Angotians and their history about that, he was the kind of, um, he was, that was the planet that Tasha Yar came from. You know, he had the, like, makeup on his eye right oh, there. okay, so, yeah, yeah. You know? And then, of course, Robin Leffler, Ashley Judd, mm-hmm. who was Wesley Carter's kind of interest uh, there. And then, of course, they said for fun, Mott, you know, the the uh, barber. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, we got we got yeah the I know. barbers okay the, the barber the barbers always have the good story but this
0: one would be a good one was Alyssa ogawa nurse ogawa yes um, you know yes. we haven't seen her since first contact mm-hmm. and um and then they say please not these characters whose stories have run their course Dr. Leah Brahms, and they're like, no, don't bring her back. And Lieutenant Barclay, they say, don't bring her back.
1: Oh, come on. Yeah.
0: White Schultz, I love
1: Reg. Yeah, they
0: they're like, No, we don't want him back. Oh, um uh, because man. he had a he had I think there's they're justified that he moved over to Voyager and helped bring the ship home and things like that. So he kind of had his arc there. So, a little...
1: so, so Marina Sturtis was on Voyager too. What's, What's the you? point? Yeah, she was on Voyager a a few times. Yeah. Well, I mean, but she she wasn't a major. She was just kind of counseling Reg. It was. Yeah, but 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 Reg. I mean, yeah, Reg was in a few episodes, but he wasn't like he he didn't become part of. Yeah, he was. was, He was integral in the storyline, but he wasn't like a main character of Voyager. I mean, he's more known for Next Generation. But he
0: had, I think, he had growth and he moved forward in those episodes that he had with Voyager because he helped bring him home. You know, I think, I think that's their argument for it. But they also said they're still a little mad they couldn't include Hugh since he was killed off of Picard Season 1, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so they've also hinted that Picard Season 3 could include cameos from DS9 and Voyager characters. Oh, okay. Um, and so that's, uh, that's kind of what they've got. So which of those sound most intriguing to you there, Triple D, based off of everybody mm-hmm. we said today?
1: gotta say to me like the most intriguing one is Jellico. Yeah. i always like Jellico. something about jell because here's the thing Jellico got a bad rap because he went in there and he wanted like because because he knew shit with the Kardashians. he knew mm-hmm. how shit was going to go down so he wanted the shit run like that and record was just being a little bitch okay and crying about it yeah you know and jello badass you yeah know? so i kind of want to see what happened with jellico
0: yeah yeah i
1: would be i think jellico would be a good one
0: i think either roe lauren or shelby or yeah, Ro, lauren, yeah i think those would be the other two that i would be interested in seeing uh involved in some way shape or form uh, in this show because that would be very very cool to do that so um you know that's that's been the big speculation of course we know Start, uh Picard season three is already wrapped production. They're in post production right oh, now. Oh wow! They're 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 working on getting a lot of that done. So this is all mere speculation. We don't. I mean, obviously, none of this is even happening. We don't know if it's even happening or not. Yeah, who, this who, is who, all who, speculation who. from the website plus us. We'd love to see that. So, um, you know, um, the next story is we're already talking Strange New World season two is in production. They've Holy talked about shit. working, you know, uh, working with Kirk in season one. Now season two. Oh, that was. Oh, so good. I thought uh,
1: the, the casting was done very well. Yeah, you know, done well, so
0: they they um, they're talking, they're hinting that Klingons might be back in season two in Strange New Worlds, and it would be discovery kind of Klingons. Um, yeah, uh, everyone's like, why? Right. But, you know, we already see the season two or three discovery Klingons becoming more of the Klingons that we knew of with hair and, you know, things along okay. those lines. And, and so uh, I think it would be that because we did have a reference to Klingons and the Time Crystals, which we'll talk about here in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, Chancellor Rowe is still there. Um, and um, they're talking about the biggest thing could be Dr. Uh, Mavinga and the Klingons having a big you know, connection. Oh, um, really. Yeah. So that that's kind of what's been kind of leaked for a little bit. Um, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see already season two has been looked at and 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 going what's happening and, and you know there's speculation but that is one of the things that has been hidden at is that uh season two Klingon return with Strange New World. So how do you feel about that triple D Klingons oh, coming back Strange New listen, Worlds.
1: Listen man you can't go wrong with the Klingons. I just once again, as I said before, the first season of Strange New Worlds, and they knocked it out of the park. Follow the same system you did with the Klingons, please don't, don't, don't change anything with, with how you did Strange New Worlds in season mm-hmm. two. Don't change, keep it the same because it was so good. It was so good. So, but I'm excited to see you know what stories they're going to tell because. In 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 TOS, I mean the Klingons and the Federation, okay, frosty as shit. So, I mean, and Laurent there helped the you know Federation. So it's right. like, so it's like, okay, so where did this, so where did the hatred come from, you know? So that's what I'm.
2: Well, you know,
0: it, it was it, if you remember, it was they helped them at that moment because you know it. The Kleons, you know, the cleave ship showed up and they were like, Well, it's because you know this benefits all of us for now. Yeah, and it was it was one of those temporary truces, I believe. Yeah,
1: but yeah, but 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 still, but even then, I mean to, to me, it's just I don't know. We'll yep. see. We'll see. I we'll, mean, we'll hey, see. that
0: means we can see Lorelto, maybe we see Ash Tyler, you yep. know, maybe we you know, see some things along those lines. We do know and of course there's still the bomb in the middle of uh you know, Kronos that is still there. So, um, you know, the, there's a lot to kind of still, mm-hmm. you know, infer what we see. But the fact that it's Mabinga, which means maybe a medical issue. Um, yeah, maybe it yeah, brings yeah. them okay, to. maybe they lose the ridges. Maybe they bring it back to the ridges that are more like what we've seen in Next Generation or the mo- or movie. You know, we see something or, along those lines. And Enterprise, or they lose
1: them. Or they, or they lose them again.
2: <laughs> well,
0: no, that was Enterprise. So, was when, Enterprise. you know, remember if you, if you if you go back to Enterprise they had the ridges like we saw in next generation and then enterprise they had the whatever um, you know they lose them kind of like what yeah. we see in TOS so maybe they bring them back or what i don't know who knows but you know i'm interested to see like you said klingons are are a, uh, always a perennial favorite oh yeah they are you know yeah. in star trek you know so i think that's a very good thing so this is another one for you you're going to like this and, and this is this is this is how The title of this news story goes William Shatner to preview new fan funded documentary about William Shatner
1: at Comic Con. (laughs) Yes. Dude, fucking legend. William Shatner is a legend. Okay. Dude, that's that is the most William Shatner thing ever. William Shatner. (laughs) To narrate. Documentary about William Shatner by yeah. William Shatner. A
0: crowdfunded, a fan-funded yeah. documentary. I mean, if that's not the most Shatner thing I've ever heard in my entire life, I mean, yeah. I was just like, oh, my gosh. So it's called <laughs> William Shatner, the documentary. So,
1: Directed by William Shatner, executive <laughs> producer, William Shatner, star right. yeah, William right. Shatner.
0: Well, it's actually directed by Alexandre o. Felipe of The People versus George Lucas. Okay. But it's all about William Shatner. And so it's <coughs> it says, My first memories of him are from Colombo and the Twilight Zone. Oh okay. and is a modern Renaissance man, ubiquitous, unavoidable. His range is an actor. Roger Corman's the intruder, anyone is a staggering as the depth of his wisdom and curiosity. And I couldn't be more excited about this opportunity to craft this up close and personal portrait of a man who fascinates me through some of the most important themes he openly tackles in his most vulnerable autobiographical songs. Oh, oh he sings songs okay of course he sings songs the intimate film little-known oh, rarely yeah. seen aspects of Bill's career and philosophy and also re-examined some of his most iconic roles and cultural moments through a brand new lens so um rockin you know, man uh, yeah Rocket I mean, man. <laughs>
1: God, I
0: <laughs> no, exactly. it's a, uh,
1: that's a great that's the greatest edition of Rocketman oh my god
0: so then he talked when they asked William Chatner about the project he said for years I've been had people approaching me to do a documentary about my life but I turned them down because I didn't feel like the right fit uh, Xandre and I hit it off right away and when I heard about how Legion M wanted to incorporate audiences to be a part of it it was perfect fans have been responsible for my oh. career and it only seems right that they should own this doc So fan-owned Legion M is inviting fans to invest directly in the documentary. And unlike crowdfunding projects, investors not only uh, fund the production, but also have a share in any profits. Wow. Beginning today, fans can sign up to make a non-binding, no-obligation reservation. And they have the link here. They show a link for it. Um, But William Shatner will be at Comic-Con. His panel will be at Thursday, July 21st at 4.30. And they will be showing some footage there. So, um... So that's that's kind of the story. William Shatner is introducing a William Shatner documentary. But the interesting thing, Legion M, this company, is saying, you donate to this and you receive a portion of any profit. Oh, wow, there receive. you go, yeah. So it's different than crowdfunding. So it's not crowdfunding really yeah. per se because yeah, they're you're not right.
1: gonna they're, they're not gonna make any money though. <laughs> but
0: yeah, that's the question. Is like, are you yeah. gonna actually make money? Are you yeah. actually gonna make money at this? And that's then fair. here's the other question. You know, does technically everybody who gives to this is, are they getting producer fees? Like, are they getting producer rights? Yeah, you know, yeah. and so that means is all those names going to be on the, yeah. the credit? You know, so triple D. When are you signed up to have your name in the credits of this documentary on no. the life of William Shatner?
1: No, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, it's a
0: non-binding no obligation reservation. It's a non-binding
1: reservation. Yeah, okay. I love it. Non-binding. It becomes binding the minute the minute money changes hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I'm 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 actually I'm excited. I mean, I'll when it comes out, I'll probably check it out. So because i mean listen i mean w- william shatner he's, he's the greatest actor of our generation you know i mean naming me, name another actor that's been able to do what he's done in different roles different everything you know i mean he's yeah, yeah I, I mean there's been great actors that have been like alive at the time that he was like from the 60s until until now you know but they were kind of pigeonholed into, like, doing, like, one thing, you know, like, one character. They didn't have the range where he played a starship fucking captain, then a police officer, and then a crazy ex-lawyer on Boston Legal. Oh, my okay. God. I, I mean, he's...
0: I mean, he had that show Tech Wars.
1: Tech I mean, Wars, yeah. I
0: mean, he was... I mean, his his time on, um, uh, what should we call it, on, you know, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's what I was um, on, yeah, you know, making an appearance on Colombo. you know, yeah. just the different, even just different things that he did, you know, making appearances. Um, there was oh, the movie that we talked about about a year or so ago during the pandemic, where he was a former airline pilot or or fighter pilot, and he got old, and you know, they like they had to take away his car. So oh yeah, yeah. but you know, like yeah. I. I, did you ever end up seeing that movie? I, think I did not,
1: was... but I got to check it out.
0: I did. It was it was good. Like I, I would was... say,
1: yeah. Him and Again. um, it was starring him and Chris Christopher Lloyd, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, just the vulnerability he showed in that, you know, was just incredible. It was really good. I enjoyed it. To, I mean, if nothing else, because you're seeing William Shatner be William Shatner, yeah, and in a very vulnerable place, you, you know, acknowledging his age and a little bit there, and so. Um, I mean, the guy is what almost ninety, you know, and he is you know, ninety. Yeah, he is ninety, and just he is ninety. You know, yeah. I, You know, he's found the fountain of youth, and he's just still doing his thing. You know, I mean, I, I honestly, uh, of all the Star Trek actors, <laughs> he, he's the most ubiquitous one. That when you think Star Trek, you think William Shatner. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, really, you know, it, it's, oh, yeah. hard, it's hard. Captain Kirk. Not, yeah, it's hard not to. You know, it's hard not to think that. At all, so um, you know. um, uh, I guess another another news story, real quick. If you have not seen Star Trek: Prodigy because it's on uh, Paramount Plus, it arrives on Nickelodeon USA next week on July eighth. Well, it started Friday, July eighth. Okay. So uh, so every Friday on Nickelodeon USA, if you have not seen Paramount Plus, but you have Nickelodeon USA, go watch it. Get those numbers up, because mm-hmm. it was a partnership program with Nickelodeon. So Paramount Plus got it first.
2: Now yeah. Nickelodeon
0: gets it on its run on regular TV. Okay. And um, and holy cow. Um, as a matter of fact, as we were talking, <coughs> according to this, on July 1st, production is wrapped on Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, um, because shooting began early February. So Star Trek Season 2 Strange New Worlds as wrapped production for holy Season 2. Holy shit. So even...
1: So now they're so now they're in post production. now they're
0: in post production. So they Which got, is, I
1: mean, which is a fucking bear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta think about all the ships and things that move through space and um we're gonna talk about this, the Gorn, you know. Um, if you're gonna, you know, the brand, fucking
1: Gorn, Jesus. Oof,
0: you know, just the things you do. Um, I mean the the thing think about it, just some, being on the bridge with all the screens around it, you know. Um that's, that's a lot. That's a lot right there. Just to have those screens visible and, 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 and in a way to where they're not going to flicker like you would see normally on film um, and the way those things work. Uh, man, just the post-production that you have to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's very, very, you know, just crazy. Of course, yeah. we know straight um, that, uh, that we see that it's going to... It's and that's why it takes so much time for these shows. You know, I mean, they filmed in February, they're finished in July, yeah. And but they're not going to be available to next year because of all the post production. I mean, but you look at you look at Discovery, you look at Picard, you look at Strange New Worlds, and how visually beautiful they were. I think I would rather them take their time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in post production and create. Don't rush it out. Yeah, and I think
0: that's doing that is great.
1: And to me, and that's when I see the visuals that they. If I watch an original series like a TOS episode, I'm just amazed at how the production values were back in the 60s to make it even like that kind of sci fi in the 60s, where you mm-hmm. know, Cobra might Maneuver, where you have that cube spitting and Baylock's globe and the ship and everything, how they made that stuff look even realistic back in the 60s without the use of computers. Insane, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean, and just the technology that's grown from there. So, you know, um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that still talks about Stranger Worlds, which I know we're going to talk into mm-hmm. um, here with, with a lot of the news because it's, you know, just finished um, this week. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we are going to talk about it. So spoiler alerts on that. Um, yep. But,
1: Fuck you. Um, watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but one of the things that, you know, has been talking about is the Gorn have been a big part of this. Um, and so the the writer's headcanon explains how Star Trek: Strange New World Gorn fit in with Arena, which we know that that's the episode of TOS where Kirk faces off against the Gorn, and he didn't yeah. really know him, um, you know. And so, um, and so it was that idea of the Gorn that Kirk is is meeting is different from what he's been told by the Netrons, and it's a different idea in the sense of. They've never seen a, a grown Gorn. You know, like, well, you know, um, uh, and, and so that's the difference between the two.
1: And so as
0: we as we find out in this episode, it's it's the, the babies, baby. gorn.
1: The baby Gorn are even more deadly.
0: Yeah. You know, as is the case with like snakes and other things, because, you, you, know, are, you know, I mean, which I'm not a big snake fan. You'll fuck but, snakes. You know, so it's, so as we talk about that, when we talk about the Gorn later, like, well, how is it they're here? And then Kirk doesn't know them later on. It's because it's a different style of Gorn. of course, the other instance where we have the Gorn in, in introduction, we never see the Gorn. We see their ships, but we don't see them. And, of course, yeah. we never saw a ship in Arena either. You know, no. the Gorn was just there. So, yeah. um, you know, but I think at the same time, they were very faithful to the design of the Gorn mm-hmm. and were established in the arena. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think it, it it played off very well. What about you, Triple D? Now that we saw not only ships of the Gorn, we saw actual, you know, CGI and puppetry of, of the Gorn in A Strange New World. How do you, how do you feel about that with, because you're a TOS guy with the mm-hmm. relation to, the Gorn that we see in arena, how, how do I I th-
1: I thought I thought they were because the Gorn is supposed to be this vicious, like just animalistic race, and I thought they did a great job showcasing that of the babies, how how just sadistic and evil though the baby Gorn are, and how they just just destroy everything and kill everything, and how they like pop out of oh oh god, I mean it was gruesome, but. To me, they really showed how, and then even with the ships too, showed how just, just how they just want to kill people. If 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 you're their enemy, they're gonna go after you, and they're gonna try to eradicate you, no matter what the cost is. Cost to them, cost to their ships, cost to their their offspring. It doesn't matter. You know they're just gonna come and they're just gonna kill you. They sort of remind me of like Al Qaeda for God's sakes, like right terrorists. You know, they'll that they'll sacrifice everything. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: Well, as you know, um, one of the other new things that we talked about this this year, uh, we've talked about Star Trek the Motion Picture, the love it's getting, how Paramount Plus, yeah, you know, we've got the Ultra HD, yeah. and, uh, and of course, Wrath of Khan is at its 40th year this year. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of stuff about that. Well, uh, more hits are coming. Um, so here's some new releases in September um, are going to happen. Um, the Star Trek The Motion Picture, the Director's Edition 4K Ultra HD is being released <laughs> on DVD. They're just,
1: they're just milking The Motion Picture as much as they can
0: right now. Might as well. I mean, I love so, it. so here's, here's what you're getting. The Ultra HD bonus disc features audio commentary with David C. Fine, Mike Mecciano, and Darren Rochman. That's brand new. Audio commentary by Robert Wise, Douglas okay. Trumbull, John Dykstra, Jerry Goldsmith, and Stephen Collins. You're already uh, in on that with Jerry oh, Goldsmith. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm all in on that. Yeah. I want to hear what Robert Wise and Jerry Goldsmith had talked yeah. about that. Yeah. And then I mean, uh,
0: text commentary by Michael and Denise Okuda, uh, which you know they were very involved with that. So then here's some of the Blu-ray disc features. Uh, there's a new one, The Human Adventure, an all-new eight-part documentary detailing how the director's edition came to life. Which is prepared, and then they have a whole thing about that. They have new deleted scenes, new effects tests, uh, new costume tests, computer display graphics. That's all been new, and then additional legacy bonus content. Um, And then, of course, you know this limited uh, this limited edition set will also include all that. Plus, um, it'll have the theatrical cut and the first ever widescreen presentation. Of the special longer version of Star Trek, the motion picture originally created for broadcast TV in 1983.
1: Wow. There you go. So you're getting, you, and then get, you like, get so much motion picture.
0: You're getting stickers, you're getting some books. I'm mean, do really? this thing. This thing is incredible. And then on top of that, if that doesn't do enough for you, Where can you're you like, I, I want more. Oh, you're going to, I'll tell you in a second. So <laughs> let's say you get that. So that is, uh, Right now, it is uh, you can pre-order the motion picture four K for thirty six ninety nine, or it says currently thirty ninety nine.
2: Where on um,
1: Amazon?
0: Yes, on Amazon. Let
1: me see. Um, so, what do I type in?
0: Uh, you would go. Let's see, Amazon Star Trek the Motion Picture.
1: Um,
0: so, if you do the complete adventure limited edition, that's the big one with everything I told you about. That is ninety seven ninety nine.
1: Well that's the one I want because I mean I want like the entire yeah. track the motion picture was complete set.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, that is the complete yeah. It says director the complete adventure.
1: Okay, the complete adventure. Uh, I don't oh uh no, I got the collection series. Here let me
0: uh come let me let me find the link for you. And then I watch this hmm. copy and nope, that's I don't want to message them, I want to message you.
1: Great, oh, you guys have like perfect, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that'd be so much more easier. Yes, because that I'll just
0: so I'm um, that's for the complete um Aww. adventure. And if you just want, oh the my, video. look
1: at this. Yeah. Holy
2: shit.
0: Yeah, I gotta pre-order this shit. So if you want just the that so if you want just the movie, you know, you can get the movie, but if you want all that, that's that. The movie itself um, is just $30.99. But the other one I sent you with all that stuff, that's $97.99. But yeah. there's more. Also wait, September. there's more. Also in September, the comprehensive 15 disc collection includes It's because this is Star Trek, the original motion picture collection, 15 disc includes the original series crew in 4K Ultra HD, Dolby Vision, and HDR10. That's the Star Trek motion picture, the director's edition. Um, Star Trek 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. So you're getting the motion picture, Star Trek 2, Con, Star Trek 3, the Star Trek Spock, Star Trek 4, the the Voyage Home, Uh, Star Trek 5, the Final Frontier, and Star Trek 6, Undiscovered Country. So with with one, with mm-hmm. Star Trek The Motion Picture, you're getting the Director's Edition, Ultra HD, and Blu ray with additional Blu ray plus bonus content and Star Trek The Motion Picture theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek Two, you're getting the Wrath of Khan Ultra HD Blu ray, includes the Director's Cut. Uh, Star Trek Three, you're getting Ultra HD and Blu ray. Star Trek Four, Ultra HD Blu ray. Star Trek Five, Ultra HD Blu ray. Star Trek Six, Undiscovered Country, Ultra oh, yeah. HD and Blu ray, includes the Director's Cut.
1: Holy shit. That
0: one will run you... A lot uh, of money. <laughs> $125. Oh,
1: that's not too bad.
0: Right. If you want to buy them individually, they're $25.99 individually. But yeah, that, that's that whole collection, if you bought them all, $125.99. That's not too bad. Not no. Too bad. No, no. Not at all. So, uh, I mean, I know you're going for that triple D, but like, honestly... Wow. I I already
1: got. I mean, like, is it? it, It's like, see, the reason why I got that. That the reason why I got that motion picture box is because not because of the motion picture. Because I mean, I already got the four K shit already. But it's just, it's for to hear the commentary from Jerry Goldsmith, Robert mm -hmm. Wise. But then the extras, the stickers, the post. I mean, like that, that shit right there is like, oh, you know. That's that's kind of intriguing, you know? Yeah. It's,
0: it's, it's kind of yeah. Crazy. So this is so I just put it on my birthday Christmas list. It's the four K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital copy. I got that with all six movies on there. And that's the, the one original six. The yes, OG6. The OG6. So I'll have motion picture all the way through on Ultra Ultra, Ultra uh, HD. And that's Blu-ray. on your
1: birthday wish list?
0: Yeah, that's on my Christmas birthday wish list. In, uh, Where? Then the, the, my mom and them will take care of okay. later. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, so I put it on there. And so we'll see. Uh, if they don't, uh, I'll share my birthday quiz with uh, other people and maybe if they want to give me that. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, but yeah, so that is. Uh, that is the, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. 125 for that, to me, that is a great price. That's,
1: that's, that that is a good deal.
0: You know, for all six movies, I mean, come on, man. That yeah, is. No,
1: you can't beat that, man.
0: You know, that is, that's, that is the that's way to go. That's a hell of a price, yeah. If you're a Star Trek fan, that is yeah, the way to go. That,
1: that is the way to go.
0: Because you're getting the director's cuts for three of them with, what is it? You, they said one.
1: Uh, two and six. I mean, which is which is the which is the three which is the three best Star Trek movies? There, yeah,
0: you know, I mean, really, really good stuff. So, the last thing I think we want to talk about today, um, is uh, Paramount Plus is bringing Star Trek back to Comic Con with Hall H panel promising reveals and surprises. Okay, so uh, once again, Star Trek will be hitting the mid stage with Hall H panel. This is the first time it's been, um, you know, San Diego Comic Con is back as a live event this year in 2022, for the first Wait time man. in three years. This is
1: what this is San Diego Comic Con?
0: Yes, the big one. Yeah, the big, oh, San big Diego. one. Okay. Well, yeah. I
1: mean, listen, listen, listen. We all know that New York is the big one. Okay.
0: they eh. okay. The OG is San Diego.
1: Oh, the OG is San Diego? Yeah. Yeah.
0: The OG is San Diego. That's cute. <laughs> but, you know, so they are. By the
1: way, also, too, by the way. Fuck New York! I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we're there's gonna so, be more uh, f bombs on other things that will happen later too. Yeah. So oh God. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Um, Dude, right the, now
1: the last episode of Strange New Worlds. That's all. I Ooh, can.
0: Ooh. ooh.
2: So, ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so,
0: um, on Saturday, July 23rd, from 12:45 to 2:15. Featuring back-to-back conversations with the cast executives from Picard, Lower Decks, and Strange New Worlds. Um, so, there's going to be announcements and surprises. Nice. It's it's going to be good, you know. So, here's what's going to be. These are the people going to be on the panel. For Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart, and Gates McFadden. Oh, All right. okay. Uh, for Lower Decks, Jack McQuaid, Jack Quaid, Tawny Newsome, Noel Wells, Dawn Lewis, and creator-executive producer Michael McMahon. Okay. For Strange New Worlds, cast members Anson Mount, Ethan, yeah. Beck, Christina yeah. Chong, Celia yeah. Rose, Gooding, and Paul Wesley, the new James yeah. Kirk.
1: Yeah, baby. Yeah.
0: And Henry Alonzo Myers. Those who are going to be uh there. There's also going to be Paramount Plus will have the Convention floor with booth number 3529 with an interactive booth space for fans to experience a mountain of entertainment, as it says. Fans can scan QR codes located on a mountain sculpt on the outside of the booth to watch their favorite characters come to life. Um, and so there's a whole bunch of things they're going to have. Star Trek, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sweatdrop Squarepants, and Halo. Um, and so they're going to have all kinds of stuff going on there. Um, they're also going to have uh, promotions outside the convention center. Paramount pro- uh, presents Star Trek's 10 Forward: the experience in San Diego. Um, oh Wrath of Pecan, Cool House, Ice Cream Truck. Yeah, yes. You know, yeah, that's that. That'll be there. Um, yes, and then, um, and, and so so and so that's uh they're gonna have some uh really interesting things there at San Diego Comic Con. So, uh, Triple D, put on your 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 Karnak hat here. What do you think they're gonna announce? What's the what's something? It says reveals and surprises. What do you think they're gonna reveal or announce at? Comic Con International in San Diego this year. Anything big? What do you think? I, I wish
1: I, I wish I had the fucking cards like Johnny Carson. Yeah. Uh, I think I tell you I think they're gonna unveil uh, two new series. Exactly. See exactly. For 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 all the fans that we don't have audio. Johnny just 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 did that. Thank you. I think they're gonna unveil two new series. I think they're going to unveil a Section Thirty One series. Mm. With with. Michelle Yao, I think that's going to be one. The other one is, I think they're going to do. I think they're going to do a, a, a Kirk series. You think? Wow! Oh, well,
0: that's, that's
1: they got the, a, They got what was what, what was the actor's name again? Because I'm I'm. Uh,
0: Wesley Wesley
1: Blake, if I remember Wesley that. Blake. So they got Wesley Blake,
0: Paul Wesley. Sorry, Paul Wesley. Paul sorry. Wesley.
1: You got Paul Wesley there. Why not do it? I mean. You got the you got creative writers there, you know, buyer and all those great Star Trek writers working for you. Do it mm-hmm. up. I yeah, uh, because there I think there was a lot of excitement though for the new Kirk. Yeah. We're loving I, fucking minds when they saw the picture of Kirk in the fucking chair. Mm-hmm. Lost it because, like, oh my god, it's a new Kirk. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's which yeah, which is awesome. so I say so there's gonna be a section thirty-one and there's gonna be a Kirk series. How about you, Johnny? Yeah,
0: you know, I, I was gonna say that the section thirty-one thing. I think that was gonna be my my guess for that. Um but you know, god, you know, that's 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 hard to uh it uh, is,
1: it's because there's so many rumors and mm-hmm. everything else of like people doing this, people doing that. You know, um, I got another one. I got I got another okay. one that, that I want to say. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna announce that they're gonna do the Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. You know, even even though they said that they were gonna put it on the shelf.
0: Actually, that's when I forgot to mention the four that uh, is uh, is ready for production. It uh, is with with everybody with uh, you know Pine and and, Quinto so, and all those guys.
1: So 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 this so it's not cutting time. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. Wow! So we're gonna have so we're gonna have Star Trek fucking four. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It's Let me tell you something, man. It's good to be a Star Trek fan now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was pretty fucking bare for a while, but it's good to be back. It
0: really is. It yeah. really is. So I mean. That's that's kind of the thing uh, right now. If you're a Star Trek fan, um, it is. Whew, it's a, it's a it's a great time to be a Star Trek. fan. It's a great time to be a Star, Star yeah. Trek fan. So you know, I'm looking forward to um, you know what's going to happen. I, I think there's just some really good stuff just on the horizon for oh, Star God. Trek. Um, and and I think with all that said, I think in order to talk about that. Let's talk about our main point today. Yeah. So let's let's issue our black alert right now, and that is going to be our main point today. Is talking Strange New World season one, Um, which, uh, like you said, I mean, it's if you haven't been watching this show, what are you doing? This is the best Star Trek they have put out in years. In years, anything take anything Discovery did. And multiply it by hundred and you get strange new worlds. Exactly. I mean, this to me says Star Trek is back. You know, this was the Star Trek we have been clamoring for yeah, yeah. for
1: so long. You know, yeah. and, and is, it, yeah, this, it was it, just great. It, incredible. Absolutely. You know, I think the, the, the best thing to me, you know, I mean I'm a huge, I'm a huge original series guy, but I mean, this was probably the greatest thing I think since the original series. The way they did it, the stories that they told, you know, and everything that they did, and unlike unlike where you got in like in Discovery, you know, where they did kind of ram some, you know, I mean, listen, Star Trek's always been woke, so whatever, right. But they didn't do it as overtly, you know, as they did in Discovery. They really it was kind of overtly, it was kind of overly mm-hmm. in Discovery, but in Strange New Worlds, they did kind of, you know. You know, they did kind of slip some things in, but they were so under the radar and they did it in a way where where people watched it, it kind of made them think, hey, you don't know what? I see your point of view. I see your side. You know what? And I kind of agree with you on that because that's what the original series did back in the day. They did it. They did it in such a way where, you know, you're you because fucking racism in the 60s was out of fucking control back then. Mm -hmm. And you had Kirk kissing Uhura and everyone was okay with it because they're like, you know, they were they were forced to do it. This that, and the other thing, and then the whole, you know, black on one side, white on the other. The way that they did that, I mean, it was just like that. And I was so happy to see that. And the acting,
2: hmm. I mean, the
1: the acting was second to none. You know, and I know, like I know, some people are like, oh, you know, they don't they don't respect people. Like, oh, you're stuck back in old track bullshit. You want respect? they that when they were acting how much respect they have for, for fucking pike and yeah. for una and for everybody there you know the way yeah people are like well you know the way they're... Ortega's talk I like Ortega. or, Ortega's Ortega's yeah. is kind of she's kind of a breath of, of uh fresh air she's she's funny but Not afraid you know what? It like it is
0: though too no
1: but but she would she would lay in front of a fucking phaser for fucking pike yeah so to me it's like all these Anybody, anybody that says anything negative about about Strange New Worlds as a Star Trek fan, you need to check your fucking Star Trek card at the door.
0: Yeah. And and here's the thing. You built it off established characters, but you established them in Discovery Season 2, and you built on that momentum from that. It sure took a little bit of time, but you didn't stray away from... Like, we knew a little bit about the characters, but you built on characters that we had a... Fringe knowing of, yeah, and now all of a sudden, boom, we've got just brand new characters, and we've got on a ship on a setting we kind of know it yeah. still feels a little weird sometimes how things work, but it's still like, okay, I'm, I'm liking this. We know mm-hmm. we have seven years until the accident, till Kirk takes over, and all that fun stuff. And so, well, let's just get started with episode one. I mean, episode one, we see Captain Christopher Pike, he's in an exile. Um, because he's just afraid of what his future will bring. Yeah, and we just see him on a ranch, full beard, long hair, in the Montana-ish looking area, and the snow, riding horses. Um, he's talking to another captain who I never caught her name. He's and I never kind
1: of porking one. her actually.
0: Uh, Captain Battelle, that's
1: who it is. Captain Battelle. Yeah, he was he was kind of porking her a little. <laughs> yeah,
0: bit. you know, and they were they're kind of together. Um, and so uh, we see that they're together, and then. All of a sudden, we see Admiral Robert April, who was yeah. the captain
1: on the Enterprise before. Yeah, probably. I liked you Like I, I liked how they brought April in. I was yeah. like, the minute said, I was like, "Fucking Robert April, he's the guy that fucking created the Enterprise. He was the yep. first captain on the Enterprise." Yeah, I was like, "That's." Fucking awesome!
0: Now I did hear some people complain that because I think April was ever was only ever mentioned in Star Trek, and then he made an appearance on the animated series, and he was a white person, and these black I was, you know what? Fuck oh, that. Fuck Who cares? Off, okay. Who the is. guy
1: that played April is a great fucking actor. Okay? He is, Dude, so, Seriously, fuck off. I man. did. I did not have any problems with
0: that whatsoever.
1: I, I, I have no issues with a the casting. No, the casting,
0: the casting. was
1: done. Fucking
0: yeah. Oh, people my, complaining about you know, Uhura. Man, y'all need to get off of that. That was. Good cat. Everybody has been cast very, very well. How, how was how was the casting bad for Uhura? I they just like, oh, this is not my Uhura. I'm like, well, no shit. Your Uhura is like 90 years old. So I mean, she's not gonna be well, the same. Yeah, Uhura. Actually,
1: this is young Uhura. This is yeah seven years before Uhura is even on the fucking enterprise.
0: Right. And they're like, hey, here's well- the, here's the thing.
1: Maybe, maybe in seven years she grows fucking hair.
0: How's that, guys? Okay, seriously. And she's a cadet, so she's supposed to have shorter, tighter hair. You know, she's in the academy. And then here's the other thing: we don't know her life before being on the Enterprise. Who says she did not know what she wanted to do or struggled with? And maybe this, her stint on the Enterprise from the academy, brought her to that point to where she was ready to come. That you know, I love that. You know, Anson Mount said, you know, well, that's later on. Um, we'll, we we'll get into that later, but, you know, we see that Pike has been called back by Admiral because what actually happened was, uh, number one, uh, Una has been, was on a, uh, what they call it a Saladin class ship kind of thing. Yeah. It was, it was literally a saucer section connected by a neck with a little, um, a the nacelle at the bottom. Seriously, of
1: out of all the ship designs, I hate that ship design out of it's, all. Of them. It's a, it's an it's awful. It's fucking ugly, okay? Oh my yeah. god. It, it is it is very bad bad looking. But the intention
0: was it's a small ship, only 3 people were able, you know, needed to run it. And so uh, they had gone to a world where they were doing a kind of a checking things out, kind of first contact but not really, and something happened and they disappeared. And so um, Pike, of course, comes out of that exile to go search for Una because, of course, you know, this is kind of where the prime directive is not called the prime, not Directive, yet, not yet.
1: called the prime, it's still general order one,
0: general order one. But they're trying to figure that out, um, you know, and it was a whole thing, um, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting to see. So, what happens is we get the introduction of Nurse Chapel um, aboard the enterprise who is very important because we have, uh, Dr. Mabing is there, but nurse Chapel is there because she is helping like change their facial features. Cause we always wondered, you know, how is it that they went down on um, different places? Well, she helped change the genetic structure of their bodies to kind of look like whatever alien they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And so we see, um, and a way to make it down there. We see Ethan Peck, uh, Dr. Mr. Spock. We see, uh, Captain Pike, and I forget who else went down with them. They mm. all get, Soon. <coughs> That's right, who's the acting number sing, one? Sing, Sing. Yeah, soon. No, no, it's like... Yeah, is it Noony Soon
1: sing. or is it... new Sing, yeah, Sing, yeah. Nune and Sing, yeah.
0: Uh, and so, Lon was... Uh, was Lon, there. yeah, Lon. Yeah, and then, of course, we find out that her and Una have a history, mm. um, and she was the acting number one for this moment. Um, and so... Uh, she was introduced as well. We we get introduced to introduce most all the characters. The only one that waits till later is uh, Himmer. Uh, he shows up later, I think, at the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, as their as their chief, you know, engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, oh, so does George Samuel Kirk, because um, <laughs> as, as Mr. Kirk arrived, Mr. Kirk As Mr. Kirk arrived. Yeah. And and, I come and to
1: uh, find out, it's it's Sam. <laughs>
0: it's Sam. So Sam. You know, and so and they. Makes- I remember I too- was like, "Oh, yeah." I, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, all right." What?
2: What is this shit, man?
0: Yeah, what? bullshit? <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. So bullshit. we see, but we see them. Um, you know, come through. We actually even see Spock. You know, his he's engaged to T'Pring. Mm-hmm. We find that out, um, and that you know he gets called um, while on Vulcan, and they have to kind of. You know, get called back. You know, they have to call up back their personnel. Mm-hmm. You know, to bring them to the ship, and yep. so they go basically to explore. They change their identities. We find out Spock's uh, DNA burns through the change faster, yeah. so they get caught, and it's a whole thing. Basically, we have a General Order One kind of situation where, uh, basically, what had happened was they figured out warp drive, but as a weapon and not as a warp drive. Yeah, uh,
1: that's not good.
0: And which is not good at all when you figure out that warp uh, drive is used as a weapon. Uh, by the way, the opening sequence for this show—amazing! Mm-hmm. I love this opening sequence. You know, the ship flying mm-hmm. through the different yep. just aspects of space. because yep. you know I'm a ship yep. mark. I so I mean, sure. I, no,
1: mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I mean, the 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 way the strange new world's enterprise design. Mm -hmm. They pay so much homage to the original series, yeah. they do the subtle tweaks to it that just make you look so fucking sexy.
0: Yeah, stainless like it's got a stainless steel look, not like that plastic look like the original series had. Like it's got more of a stainless steel kind of metallic look to it, and Mm -hmm. it just looks so good. I don't know why it looks a little bit sleeker. You know, it does. Yeah, it it looks. I think they shortened.
1: I I think they shortened down like where like where the nacelles attached. I think they. Yeah. well, they made the ship a little shorter. Mm-hmm. The knack they, they brought it down a little bit. So yeah,
0: but I mean still a great design. We we get introduced to Lieutenant Ortegas. we get introduced to Dr. Mabinga. Um so we get introduced to the major, more majority of the players as far as our our, our, our captors here. And then um uh, basically what we end up seeing is um you know Pike having to kind of break general order one where he interferes with these culture because Technically, they figured out warp, but warp not for transportation, but for weapons. And mm-hmm. so in order to stop them, he introduces himself not as a character of them, but as Captain Pike and gets the people to talk to make a change. Yeah, And and that was the end of episode one. So already we see the crew of the Enterprise is... Well, hit,
1: well hold on, bro- but at the end of episode one where they're in the meeting and, and April's like, Chris, we're going to call the prime director. And then, and then Pike's like they'll never stick yeah right
2: yeah
0: <laughs> fucking, I right because you, you gotta remember all this stuff is this pre yeah. we
1: know, and so, directive. you know they'll it, never stick you know it, oh that was fucking awesome man yeah
0: yeah and and then it's just such some good stuff here so then so that was episode one um i loved episode one great episode start one was great you know great introduction of everybody great kind of idea of how everything worked and then we get right into season episode two where we have the dinner you know they, yeah, the dinner, you know, yeah. uhura shows up in her dress uniform and everybody else is super chill because they just played a prank on her uh as the cadet mm-hmm. um where pike is uh there with everybody in the staff and then uh with you know uhura as the cadet and they have a nice dinner together we see pike loves to cook you know, yeah. I mean, he's he's cooking, and we see yeah. him there. You know, Himner is cooking, even though he's blind. And we get his, we really kind of get our introduction to him in this episode, where he's like, my senses are better than everybody else's, and you know, um, things are. Th- he, you know, like, I think a carrot's thrown at him, and he catches it. You know, and um, the fact that Spock is involved with the cooking, and you know, there's there's a a very intentional idea of family being built yeah. by Captain Pike. You know, in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, where we see that everybody is on the same level of importance, and yeah. and it's important for everybody to see that. So, um, we see uh, that it's definitely we also get introduced to Chief Kyle, um, yeah, you know, the transporter guy. Um, and so that is that is very, I'm very sure, cool. well, well. I'm sure
1: people weren't bitching about that because the original series, Kyle was an Asian. Okay, mm. were they bitching about that? I don't know. I just, and I was fine with it. Who cares? Okay, yeah. Who cares? Okay. Yeah.
0: You know, so then, um, so there's basically what happens is we find out that there's a, uh, a comet on the way to strike an inhabited planet, um, and as the uh, Enterprise goes in to try to make an advan- uh, make a change, um, they find out there's actually like a relic of some kind. on yeah. On 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 this. Uh, Comment, and we find out actually that you know there's a, there's an alien species called the Shepherds,
1: and they yeah. follow this
0: comment around, and they yeah, let it they don't the want way.
1: you fucking with that comment, man. Right,
0: and and they have some powerful things, you know, weapons and things like the Enterprise could not compete with that ship, um, uh, you know, and so you know we we see some moments there, like uh, I do like that there was one point. Uh, in the dinner, where Uhura's like, uh, "Can I help you?" When she's talking to Himner, he's like, "No." And he says, "You have offended Himner, our new chief engineer." She says, "No offense, no offense needed. I, I was raised to offer help with anyone with a sensory impairment, you know." And so, it, it was like, there was that whole like yeah. idea. And, um, and then,
1: and then, then Hammer says, "I'm just joking." It, like just, him uh, and Spock were on the joke. Yeah, it, it, if
0: I was, just that word again? Himner says, "Sir, impaired. A human in my condition, my condition is impaired. Himner may not be able to see, but his other senses compensate. compensate They are superior. Uh, I have read that about many things. The not have a form of precognitive ability. I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> like they, they it just. Himner and Spock just kind of really mess with her that whole time. Yeah, I you know, know yeah. you know, and so but we see things like the comet puts up a force field when they're gonna go move it. Yeah. Um and then they find this temple on there, and so um that's when we begin to see uh that Pike is going to take an away team over to the comet and to this um yeah temple. And they bring Uhura, who's of course a linguist. They bring uh, Sam because he's what exobiology, if I remember yep. correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, Spock and Pike
1: were no. In, Spock Pike, Pike was and not. Me. No, it was um. Was it was it law or was it number? Oh one yeah, it went? was it was land. land yeah. That's right. It was land. Yeah, it was land yeah, land. yeah. So it was land that went on there. Yeah, I want I to get land and law mixed up because it's, right. There's Too many similar, fucking owls, okay? Come on.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of similar names on there. Uh. So, uh, you know, it was it was a really... I mean, so then we see, um, as they're attempting to make this change, the Shepherds show up, and they hit the Enterprise first as a warning, and then it's like it's going to be a big deal, and they try to figure it out. Basically, long story short, it's a bottle episode in the sense that they've got to figure out what do they got to do to make a difference. We find out Ohura figures out the language that is there and it's like um, it's, it's musical and mm-hmm. so um, in that way they're able to communicate and they kind of shift the comet without offending the shepherds and everything goes by the way it
1: is and, and then also too the comet brings life to that planet as well big by,
0: by avoiding it it brings life to the planet and so which is what the shepherds were saying if it destroys it if it, it destroys it if it brings life it brings life um, you know, it is, it is, you know, the way of the, and then of course Pike goes, who says we aren't? And, and there was an interesting discussion. Yeah. Uh, I really liked about this, about faith, you know, mm-hmm. because uh Pike talked about, you know, his faith and versus, you know, the shepherd's faith. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I feel, you know, again, this is uh something that Star Trek has never been shy about is faith no. with, and talking about it. And, and of course, in the beginning, Pike was, you weren't sure about his faith per se, but you see, you know, this and that discussion with the shepherd, which I really enjoyed, you know, that kind of discussion of how they were having mm-hmm. of, about faith and things like that. There some really interesting, again, things that are brought up that they're yeah. building on the lore of Trek that, again, that it's not a, a society devoid of faith. It's a society open to all faiths and mm-hmm. everybody's more than welcome to believe what they want to believe. And so, um, and, and in this aspect, you know, the dogma of the shepherds versus the openness of the enterprise where they're like, look, we're just trying to help. And, you know, we don't want to offend your faith, but we want to help at the same time. Exactly, yeah. And they're so dogmatic. It's like, we don't want your help. This is our faith. Let us believe what we want to believe. And if this Mm -hmm. happens, it happens. And so it it was a very interesting dichotomy of then Pike going, well, I don't want this planet to die. How do we make it work without, yeah. you know, causing the you know offending the shepherds? You know, we we have to, you know, good luck. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I, it was again this this one episode two it was called Children of the Comet. It was mm-hmm. very very again. I I don't have an episode that I did not like in this series. No, I, I did not. There was not an episode that I was like, oh my god, I got to skip this episode. It was boring. There were no, no filler episodes. There was no. Anything like that, mm-hmm. so um, you know it's very interesting to see that. And so then we roll into number three again. Number three, we're we're getting more into it. Um, we we find out that Una Chin Riley is number one's name. You yes. know, um, as we begin to go forward, um, I think after episode two or three, this is where we begin to see her name as Una and Una Chin Riley being more of the the name that she's being called by uh, Rebecca Romaine is. And so we we they come to a planet. Um, of Ilaria, and we we have we the idea was these were genetically modified humans. Yes, that um, that w- were uh, obviously cast out of the Federation mm-hmm. or could be a part of it because of the genetic modifications. Yeah, itself, whole... because of the whole because the eugenics war and things along those lines. But we also find out this is the episode we find out about Doctor Romanga and his daughter.
1: Yeah. We
0: find out she has a very um, serious disease and he has been storing her in the um, transportation buffer to keep her alive and brings Mm -hmm. her out small bits at a time to read to her and keep her from to hold her disease at bay. But there's no real answer for it, you know, um, Mm -hmm. in that aspect. And so she's just a ghost of the machine, per se. And he doesn't tell anybody at first. Uh, you know, and so there was a whole issue with the transporter and the buffer, and, and then of course that it comes out um, we also find out something interesting that there is a contagion that starts ravaging the ship and incapacitating the crew um, everybody who gets it you know bad things happen except for Una because we find out she's an Ilarian as well um, which nobody knew you know um, and she finally has to reveal it to Captain Pike um and dr mm-hmm. mabenga um because her brand like every Illyrian had their genetic ge- uh, genetically modified had different things her brand of species of Illyrian, like they they burned out the disease or sickness that would happen
1: oh wow uh,
0: okay yeah because remember she glowed when she got the contagion yes. And, became helpful. yes and but she didn't have any more white blood cells because it burned it out so they couldn't use her to, to help Per se, so mm-hmm. basically, along it, it was a a sickness episode. They brought back something they didn't think they were going to bring back, and then Doctor Mabinga has to figure out how to best, you know, heal everybody without you know <laughs> getting sick. It was the idea that um, it was light, there was this contagion yes. people needed more and more light, and they were hurting and killing themselves. And then uh, Pike and Spock got stuck on the planet because uh, they were reading. Spock was fascinated by the the journals that they had, but there was a massive storm coming and they couldn't get out. So yeah. uh, Spock and Pike were stuck down while everybody else was dealing with the contagion. But we found out that that brand of Valerians, they were trying to reverse their genetic genetic modification because they wanted to join the Federation. Yes, and And then we also know that some of them lived in the storm from that contagion, that they were like, creatures of energy now
1: yeah and they were trying to help pike and spike uh, pike, <laughs> pike and spock that's <laughs> spike yeah pocket spike yeah pocket
0: spike pocket spike survived there yeah they were helping they ended up helping them survive because yeah. of that and so it's uh you know it, it was again a very interesting action-packed just revealing episode just yeah when you found out dr Mabinga was you know, keeping his daughter. I
1: was shocked. I had, I did not see that coming.
0: Yeah. How fierce he was about the trailer. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, just, just, I mean, just the emotion he showed. And I mean, some of you might recognize him. He played, um, he played one of the main characters in Dune, uh, that helped, um you know, he was one of the friends in, in, in Dune, um, his, his, uh, Oh, do, 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 do. why am I blanking? Um, but his name is Babs, uh, Olu Mugasan, and he's Dr. and He also played in Dune, really good character. So, uh, great casting, he yeah. He's a great,
1: ca- great, oh my god, casting was,
2: yeah,
0: second so run. and then just the stories he told, the way he emoted, the, the mm-hmm. things that he, psh, man, I'm telling you, they just they've done such a great job with this, um, you know, and making sure that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're telling a great story. I mean, you just, you can't, you know, visually there's just some incredibly beautiful things in this. Um, You can see where the post-production was done really, really well. Um, It it was a great episode, another one. I mean, so far you're three episodes in and I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, let's go. I'm I'm ready to do this. So um, we we got then episode four, um, uh, Memento Mori. Um, He must... uh, you know, there's this malevolent, um, you know, basically, this is what we find out about the Gorn. Yes. Um, you know, but we see their ships, but we don't see who they are because Lon finds out from some of the survivors that it's a Gorn ship. Gorn and, ship. Gorn. and, of course, Lon, having been a survivor, apparently she um, was the only survivor of a generation ship. Wow. Um, that was uh, captured by the Gorns, and she was released, and they found, and Una, Chin Riley, was actually one of the ones who found her, and uh, and and because she was basically cast out to die, being yeah. the last screening. and, you know, so we find out that she has a severe hatred for the Gorns. I you know, have a
1: severe hatred for the Gorns, too.
0: Obviously, if you, obviously, she's not genetically enhanced, but she is related to Nani and Icon Nuni Noonien Singh uh, having the same last name, and so obviously her name is important to and try and, and of course we know for Khan family is important for yeah. so for you know all of them it's it's the same thing family is important and the fact that her entire family her generational ship gets wiped out it's a big deal and we see Gorn fighters and a Gorn um, heavy ship um, and just again just some of the things Pike has to do, they go into the nebula, you know, to hide, which we see kind of in, you know, uh, which is, you know, I found, I was like, I'm going, Oh, look, that's Wrath you know, yeah. you know, that we'll see later on, mm-hmm. um, in the movies, you know, and they do yeah. some, some things that, um, to kind of destroy the ships and, um, they figuring out that light is how they communicate, and they get one of the ships to destroy the other by right, using, you know, light, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I, you know, just very interesting things that they do. This one is uh, it's a very visual episode. You have to watch a lot of it, yeah, um, because um, basically it's a cat and mouse game. They, you know, the Gorn sneak attack the Enterprise and this this edge, you know, edge of the world planet, and you know, it's uh, from there. It's just a cat and mouse game, hiding. The Gorn have no honor. And they have, well, no, they don't. They, they are just in it for the hunt, as they say, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's really what they are. And uh, you know, that's, that's the uh, intensity of it. It's, it's, it's one of the, this is one of those thrillers sitting on the edge of your seat. Yeah. What's going to happen next? How are they going to get out of the enterprise? takes some licks, you know? Oh yeah. She takes a beating. And she takes a beating on this one. I mean, and so much so that when we go into the next episode, the Enterprise is in space dock because it has yeah. to get repaired.
1: You know this one th- this one was a little more lighthearted.
0: Yes it was because Spock amok is uh oh my
1: god this my, this, this one is my favorite I love ep- this
0: is the this is your your mid season point this is episode yeah, okay. five right here. This I is
1: fucking killed. It.
0: Yes. So um lo- one of the main things is Spock and uh his fiance um to They are struggling a little bit because they are trying to um, um, continue their relationship despite the fact that Spock is always moving. And, you know, like they, Tapring had given up some of her time to come see Spock. And then Spock, in turn, is here um, trying to negotiate with uh, this new alien species to join the Federation. And the species is uh, very empathic, as they say. Um, they relate to the different people who they, you know, talk to. And so, um, and this is the one I think you and I talked about where I, I could have sworn that Armin Shimmerman was was Armand Shimmerman, but he wasn't. Yeah. And, and and I mean, I I mean, I, I ran my brain through this. We also know that there was a <laughs> lot of, that a lot of people had a shore leave. Uh, una and Laan did not take your leave no una they
1: did. stayed on the ship
0: but in that process they caught some of the cadets and younger people trying to do start doing enterprise bingo uh which yeah. is very very funny of you have a list of things you have to do
2: <laughs> you know
0: because <laughs> they catch some cadets trying to do an unauthorized space block um and the goal is they're going to go to the scorch which is uh, a piece of the enterprise that has been always on there in the front from the very beginning, which somebody pointed out, wasn't the whole front nose like blown off in discovery. So how could that piece still be there that was on the front? But yeah. was it? Yeah, you remember oh, that? Okay. You remember because the uh, what's her name, the Admiral Lady? She was in the room and that whole front end. You know, oh
1: like... yeah, I just went.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but we have a return of Admiral Robert April on this one because he's helped leading the. Um, discussions with uh, it, Vasa was the guy's name that uh, played by Ron Kennel. Wow, Um yeah. Vasa was the uh, alien's name, and they and we had a nod to uh, Deep Space Nine on this one because they they rolled up in a solar sail ship. It
1: was Actually, very, yeah, very hold on cool. for one second, man. I got 10 the lights on in my room, so okay. Keep on going, buddy.
0: Yeah, no, you're good. So, so they rolled up the aliens, the Vaso and, the, and his crew, they roll up in a solar shell ship, talking with the Enterprise and, and, and talking with the crew of, of Enterprise with Pike and with Spock and with Admiral April. Um, to kind of do that, the whole purpose being if they join the Federation, they said that they join the Federation or whatever, they make a new alliance, they fly the, the flag mm-hmm. of, that, of that organization as they get yeah. out. You know, and so, um, so you have uh, Lon and Una d- end up you know, deciding they're gonna do, they're gonna be, you know, they're not gonna be funny days, the place where fun dies, they're gonna do the place gotta, where
1: fun dies, they're,
0: they're gonna be, they're gonna do the enterprise bingo. Um, you've got everybody else on shore leave, you've got Spock and Tupring trying to figure everything out, and then that process of trying to figure everything out, they try to mind up with each other but in that process oh. they ended up swapping minds so spock becomes pring and tpring becomes spock and they're in each other's bodies and of course <laughs>
1: hilarity Dupring, ensues
0: hilarity ensues cuz pring has to be spock to go do the negotiations and spock has to be pring to talk to uh what is his name uh, uh to or, yeah the 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 klingon guy who was um, supposed who's a criminal to turn himself in and bring himself to to think and Mm -hmm. so we see spock's creative way of uh, dealing with that after having bore insult after insult he ends up punching the guy out yep Yep. Uh, yeah so hey you know that worked a little bit and of course we see to pring trying to and beginning to understand what what it means for spock to be on the enterprise and the the responsibility he has you know not only as a science officer but as a liaison for, you know, Vulcan for Vulcan and, and, and the Federation mm. and, and what that means, especially on the flagship of the enterprise, you know? Um, and so, um, you know, it, it's, it's just a very, very, very fun episode. You see some, you know, fun things of people taking their shore leave, <coughs> you know, Dr. Mabinga going fishing, yeah. um, you know, the fly fishing, you know I mean? Like of all that, you know, I mean, he likes fly fishing and uh, and Then of course the the end of the episode you, the the character the alien race is interesting because I guess you know Pike figures out who they are mm-hmm. and says you know when it was this person they were negotiating they were this when they were this person they were this you know and basically they want to be seen for who they are and he you know Pike makes a gamble and he you know he kind of talks to them but says you know if you want to do this whatever that's fine but it's your choice and. The guy walks out, and of course, Adam, April's like, what are you Losing doing? his fucking mind. He's thinking that Pike just blew the whole thing. Yeah. And yet, the cool part is, we see that Una and La'an are walking out to the Scorch, and they're signing their name, because instead of taking you know, a suit, they just basically extended the shields out to the Scorch. That nobody oh, yeah. And as they're out there on the nose of the Enterprise, the solar shale takes off. And when it does, they fly the flag of the Federation, and it was such a cool visual as it goes over their heads, you know, mm-hmm. heading out to space. Dude, great episode, a lot great of fun. Episode, yeah. Visually, just great. You know, we, mm-hmm. you know, we see Spock struggling a little bit with some dreams about not being fully human. His human self fights his Vulcan self. That
1: from, uh, you know, and they the minute the minute I heard the music and I saw the arena where they was fighting, yeah, I was like,
0: Bravo. Well done. Bravo. Some really, really good stuff in this episode. Yeah. So, this is your halfway point. This is season five. This is episode five of season one. And in case you didn't know, we've talked about it many times, but every Star Trek uh, series is getting 10 episodes from this point forward. The max is 10. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, So, then we go to number six. And, dude, this was the toughest episode yet. Oh, my God. So this is episode uh, episode six. It's called Lift Us Up, Where Suffering Cannot Reach. Yeah, and so oh. there's a there's an idyllic planet that um, you know Captain Pike ends up kind of you know he had a, a lady who he kind of was mm-hmm. you know a Laura, I think was her name and yeah. a, she was you know they had kind of had a thing mm-hmm. and those those things reunited. She was on a ship and it was under attack by pirates. Pardon me. And it comes to find out they have a holy child on the ship. And her job as, you know, uh, administrator of this planet is to protect this holy child. Um, and he offers his help. And, uh, and but in this, boy, I, I mean, I, this one was hard for me yeah. as a dad, you know, to do. I was going to
1: say, yeah, to, to, to see something like that. I mean, <sighs> I mean so
0: long story short to, you know, again, spoiler if you haven't seen it, but whatever at this point. We're going over those stupid the series. Um, The child, um, they, he's called the first servant. Everybody worships him honors him. Uh, the child ends up getting plugged into a machine that takes his life force to keep the planet going. Yeah. And it's going to kill him. And they showed the husk of the child. Being oh, taken
1: it was gruesome.
0: As that kid goes in. And the dad, oh. who's a doctor, you know, um that's his son and he ends up he ends up trying to save his son by hiring the pirates and then yeah. um we also know that Dr. Mavinga um you know talks to that dad and introduces you know his daughter to hers so to kind of maybe they can help figure out the disease yeah she um and of course their world they don't allow that um but he said I'll help you figure that out we also know that dad becomes part of the other civilization of their of that world, who wants to stop the first servant? Um, they process. should
1: stop it. That was sickening, man. But yeah,
0: you see them unplug this kid, a husk of a kid being carried out, and the kid be plugged in. And it was just, and you know, mm-hmm. in the process of everything going on and protecting the kid, um, Alora and Pike get back together. They hook up, and Pike is just enamored with her and so enamored, I think he lost focus. Of, yeah of kind of everything going on and until he saw her zealousness towards this happening. And it's like, well, this is a child, you know, you're yeah. basically sacrificing a child yeah. for this. And, you know, it's just, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking. It, really. was, it was, it was. Cause cool. you see Pike's heartbreak. You see the father whose son is going to be dying. heartbreak. And the fact that, you know, what's going to happen to this kid, it was, man, you know, but all of that is the, the reason why that happens is because that's how this planet survives and stays idyllic and there's no suffering, there's no um, any yeah. illness and things along those lines. They're not a Federation planet, but the idea being, hey, we can go there and we can be a part of it, but we know if this continues to happen, they can't be a Federation planet. So there, that's never going to be the case uh, with these. So the story, um,
1: the story remind me of like... In the Bible, where they where they, everyone puts the sins on on, on, on the sh- on, on the goat and they just send the goat out. Yeah. And then that takes care of everything, it keeps everything idyllic because the goat takes all the sins.
0: Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, and then and then um I think if this if if I'm gonna say we had a week episode number seven is probably where I would say this one. Uh this is called the Serene Squall. Um, it's while on a dangerous humanitarian mission, the crew of the USS Enterprise stumbles around a herring game of leverage with the quadrant's deadliest space pirate. Um, this is the one where they oh, think-
1: oh no, no, this was not a weak episode, man. This well, i was
0: saying been- it's not, but I was saying if you're gonna have to say one of these is the weakest, I think this is the weakest of them because eight, nine, and ten, dude, phew, you know. <coughs> this one, I don't
1: I listen man. Tell you the truth, I don't think there was a weak episode at all. I don't either.
0: But I mean, but yeah, I'm just saying you have to take all ten.
1: I'm gonna fight you on this, man.
0: I know, but you know, of all ten, you know, if you're gonna compare them all, this one uh, there was nothing uh, I think uh, incredibly special or unique about this one, except for the the pirate lady who's revealed. You know, who we think is a humanitarian and reveals to be the pirate. Um, we find out about these pirates who are trying to take the ship. Um, and it's a again a cat and mouse game where Spock and uh Nurse Chapel, you know, and are running around trying to get you know some of these guys off the ship, and then Pike, you know, transfers over to another ship, but then in turn gets captured, they end up mutineering on the other ship and mm-hmm. they get their ship back. You know, there's this back and forth and and trying to release you know, the Enterprise from these pirates. Uh, Do we see an Orion? Um, They're going to, you know, they're going to take the, um, because they're not in Federation space anymore. And so they're going to take them to Klingons Klingons or other slave planets to, um, you know, that idea. So um, it's it's that idea of, you know, someone's taking over the Enterprise, but yet we have the John McClane kind of moment where some people right tag people, Make it through, and they they save the day. Uh, the way they that. did
1: it, the way they did it was hilarious. Too. It was
0: it was kind of funny how they did it. The fact that Pike on the other ship they caused because the food was real real shitty, and no. Pike is a foodie. You know, he he makes food for them and causes a mutiny uh, that way. Um, but but I will say this. The I will ending. say this. The ending. The ending. Exactly. You know, watch the episode. It's fine. Whatever the ending because we have a Vulcan Criminal Rehabilitation Center.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: in the in the episode we're talking about uh you know it was talking about how mm-hmm. um Spock, you know, you know um it says uh that Angel was trying to free who the angel was the name of the person, the pirate. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get someone. Um and and Nurse Chapel said that and he says yes uh, they are very specific to one Vulcan in particular who Ambassador Sarek, had a child with wedlock, although
1: <laughs>
0: he rejected the teachings of logic. He is one of the Vosh Yes. Isn't Ambassador Sarek your father as well? Yes, I believe Avarius to be an assumed name. I believe the Vulcan that Angel was attempting to free is someone I was told to avoid at all costs my half brother Sybot. As you see this Vulcan, you know Dude,
1: I uh, revenge like, oh. voiceover of this. My god,
0: We're like, I think we both like texting to like, holy shit, Dude, my
1: fucking head, like literally my head exploded. Yeah, yeah, not see that coming. I was like, holy shit.
0: And uh, I mean, we just see the back of him, we don't see a, a real kind of face, We, but they, yeah, he was very clear. If you've seen, if you've seen, um, five, mm-hmm. you know that that's Cyborg. From the silhouette and everything.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's cyborg. Shut up with that.
0: And and it was like, holy shit. So we we know we now have introduced Spock's sister in Burnham and now Spock's brother in Cyborg. No
1: fucking canon, so fucking deal with it. How's yep. that, bitches?
0: Yep. So I mean, that is that is definitely, you know, that was one where I went, holy shit, and I think I texted you yeah. right after that. You know, <laughs> it was like,
1: Dude, oh my god. I was like, what is going on right now? I yes. said, seriously, they brought fucking Cybok. I mean, that was, did not expect that. I mean, that right. was awesome. So think about this. You spent
0: 50 minutes just to say something in the last 30 seconds, you know, of Cybok. And no, you know,
1: literally, literally, that's what they did.
0: That's what they did. Now, uh, uh, by the way, Triple D, to show that this is one of the lower ones. Every episode that I'm reading these off IMDb, every episode has gotten an 8.0 or better. Um, This one got a 7.3. So apparently IMDb is agreeing with me that it's still great, but of all the episodes, this is the week of the 10. 10.
1: Best ending ever. Greatest ending ever. It was a great ending. Now, this is
0: where I don't agree. Okay, so then this is where IMDb's razor just screw you all. The Elysian Kingdom is episode 8. This was incredible, and yet it's rated as a six point one out of ten. Your guys' so ratings are fucking. That got stupid. the
1: worst rating.
0: That got the worst rating so so I mean, far.
1: I mean, listen. Here is the thing. I like. I I absolutely loved the Legion Kingdom. I did. I mean, it was awesome, man. Right. But six point one? No, no. Like, yeah. That's at least an eight and eight yeah. and a half. Yeah. Okay. Because so, it's up there. I mean, it, it's up it there. Is, it's like it's it's up there with Spock and Muck. I mean. Come oh yeah. On. Yeah. Mean, this is
0: great. So, uh, by the way, did you see the cover of this book? Who wrote The Elysian Kingdom? Who was it? Benny Russell.
1: (gasps) No shit.
0: Benny Russell. So he is in canon as a writer in Star Trek. So uh, for those of you who don't know what we're referencing, there's an episode, I forget the name of it, right off the top of my head on Deep Space Nine, where Cisco. It's he's not transported. He is struggling between the consciousness of thinking he's either Benny Russell, who's writing, creating Deep Space Nine, and that's how Deep Space Nine is real, or yeah. he's you know Benjamin Cisco. And I mean, it's an incredible story about. It's an
2: incredible story.
0: You know, it's in the late forties, early fifties kind of time period. So racism is still you know racism, Yeah, <laughs> and he's writing for these you know, serial magazines, and they're like, "Well, we want." <laughs> we want to and so like so some of the crew is writers, so like mm-hmm. you have Kieran Reese and Bashir and yeah. Quark and you know Odo's the publisher, and they're like well, um, mm-hmm. you know, the editor, and then there's the publisher, and they're like, um, you know, Benny writes all these things.
1: Golducott's on the asshole cops. Oh yes, yeah.
0: Goldukott and um
1: Odo. Oh, oh no, um, no. Wei Yun.
0: Wei Yun. yeah, Wei Yun. that's right. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Combs. Combs. Oh my god, how can we forget Jesse Combs? Uh, but yeah, so they, they are the asshole cops who beat up Benny Russell. I mean, there's, there's all these things that happen. Yeah. And I mean, to the point where Benny Russell gets put into this, you know, insane asylum because he can't differentiate his story and reality. Cause it's, it's just a, and and I mean, the episode ends just incredibly where Cisco's standing um, in front of like a window and you see the reflection of Benny looking at back at him. Um, oh God. It was such a great episode. And so the author of this book called The Elysian Kingdom is Benny that, Russell. By Benny Russell. And this is a story that Mavinga reads to his daughter. You know, wow. uh, Because what happens is the Enterprise is checking out this nebula. They end up getting stuck in it and then come to find out way down the road. So as they're stuck in it, all of a sudden things begin to change. You think maybe it had something to do with <coughs> Dr. Mavinga and he had an experiment and something kind of blew up in his face. Yeah, yeah. A, a little bit there. And then, um, so you had some other things going on there, um, and all of a sudden, nobody is who they are except for oh. he. He knows who he is, but everybody else, like Captain Pike, is this uh, <laughs> this like really spineless like,
1: piece of shit?
0: That yeah, character. Uh, you got La as this princess, um, which is totally like you know oh my God. out of character. You got. Uh, Oh my god, everybody just plays these incredible... Ortegas as the, uh, the... The the guard. The guard, oh my god. Uh, Unichin Riley plays the huntsman, um, you know, or the huntswoman. Uh, Himner is the only one other uh, effect, uh, unaffected as well, as we find out. He's supposed to be a wizard, um, but it comes to find out the reason why he's not is because you find out that this His. entity is in the nebula and is causing what is happening with the, epi- with the uh, visions and everything. And so the doctor and Himner are the only ones who aren't because Himner was able to save off because of his telepathic abilities mm-hmm. and his mental acuity. And so they're the only ones unaffected by this. Well, come to find out, as they go through everything, Dr. Mavenga finds out his daughter's not in the teleporter anymore. Mm-hmm. And it comes to find out the entity mm-hmm. recognized her as you know being alone as well. And so they they kind of paired together to create this uh, you know uh, fantasy world through the story that she told because you know she wanted different things to happen in the story and he's like oh, that's not how it works the story that's is not story. how it works yeah you know and so um, in that process you know, he finds out oh yeah that's not the case at all um, and so we see that in the end you know he can. Either keep his daughter, but she has to go back in the buffer, or she can go with his entity and live a life and change her story and not have to worry about the disease anymore. The disease is not going to kill her; mm-hmm. she'll have you know a long life. And we see again, this was a tough one as a
1: dad. You see, oh. Doctor Mabinga make I'm that I'm tearing choice. up like I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Yeah, you know, um, it that was, that was a. And really, he's really you know, talked on the heartstrings.
0: Yeah, he, he she went with the entity and, and then so she leaves as a, a little girl and comes back as an adult. I'm like, Dad, I changed my story. And um, you know, because what happened was there's some elements of the story that begin to change, you know, that's yeah. like, Oh, that didn't happen. So that's how Mabinga started figuring out that it was his daughter, and he uses uh him there to kind of help talk to the entity mm-hmm. and um and things along those lines. What's up, buddy? Okay um so you know that's that's how he figured it out and um and so the entity goes with the daughter and releases the enterprise and now like knows that his daughter is is good uh this yeah. was a great episode especially because the characters are playing parts way outside of who they are and yeah. uh it was so really 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 well done um pike with his flat hair and without the you know, the, you know, the spike, you know, flat hair, spineless, you know, just super great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, it, it was really, really good. So then we come to episode nine. This one got an 8.4 rating. All those who wander is an 8.4. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and so basically, what happens is the Enterprise, um, they, they get a distress signal um, basically saying, um, from another ship and the ship has uh, you know this is I would say this is a horror thriller type you yeah know, episode um, whereas uh, it's on a, it's near a barren planet and the enterprise still the, but the ship has to make a delivery, you know um, it has to uh, drop off I forget what it was to um, uh, one of the space stations. And so they they decide well we're gonna take uh, some shuttles, we'll go down, to the ship that's been damaged, and we'll repair it and get it out of the way. Um, and then the Enterprise can make the delivery and they'll come back for us. No big deal, right? It's a they, they called it a class L planet, I think it was not quite M, but mm-hmm. it was uh, um, Hemner uh, described it as it, it looked like Endoria, very snowy, cold wind, yeah. you know, barren planet. Um, they get on the ship, they find out that they That this ship was, it's kind of like a smaller version of the Enterprise. Um, Not quite, you know, it's got the same engine, but not quite as big. Dr. Mabinga talked about how he served on a similar type ship, um, because he's with them. Uh, They find three survivors. um, No, two survivors, right? Or three. Yeah, I think it's two, yeah. It's two. That's right. Uh, They found two survivors on the ship, a little girl and this unique alien that they couldn't communicate with at first. Um, and, and come to find out, we find out that Gorn were with, uh, there was an Orion with him, and the Gorn popped out of the Orion. And, oh. And it was. I amazing.
1: know. Oh my God. And started
0: killing everybody. And the crew was able to finally get the, the Gorn out, but it cost almost basically the entire crew of that ship. 99 people died um, when the Gorn came up. Then. So, we have the crew of the Enterprise. They're starting to get the ship ready. They're starting to ship, ship back together um, so that they can get transported out of there. Um, it turns out the alien who they can't talk to starts making these weird noises. And all of a sudden, Gorn start popping out of this guy, kind of like a aliens, you know, and skittered into the, you know, we're going after different things. Someone went after each other, someone after some of the other.
1: People, they killed one of the cadets. They the killed two. one
0: of the... Uh, oh, no. Uh, was it the cadet or was it the guy who just went from instant to lieutenant? It was the guy who went from instant to lieutenant.
1: Oh, instant lieutenant. Yeah, they killed him. They talked that about was that. a full Fulgorn. Was it a Fulgorn that killed him or was it the no, babies?
0: Well, remember, that was one of the older when the, when they grew a little bit um, because they had some horns that were still on there. Most of the gorns were gone. Um, and then the babies kind of grew as they ate. They grew. And they were becoming more sentient. And the idea Lon figured out that it's the Gorn that you've got to um you gotta pit them against each other so that there's one alpha left. You know, and so which sh- they kind of do that. It's 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 a you know, Hemner and Uhura get kind of stuck in engineering slash that main bay there. Uh we see at mm-hmm. one point the Gorn spit, you know, kind of an um, I don't know, it, it wasn't they didn't call it an acid, but some kind of Gunk um, and it burned um, and it hit him um, there and so but we know that um, that their incubation periods because they were why well why didn't we see this at first because incubation periods in different um, species happen at different times so it's longer in some and shorter than others to be detectable and and they've they've they figure out that the gorn have figured out how to hide themselves from sensors so that's why they could never figure yeah. out if they were infected or where they were on the ship because they could cloak themselves from the Enterprise sensors. And so, uh, which, which is very interesting in that aspect. And so you have basically an aliens type episode where you have these Gorns who are vicious and brutal and just eating to survive and trying to be the last one standing um, so that they could, you know, survive. And of course, Gorn are reptiles so they don't want really to go near the cold. So we find out that some the little girl Figures that out. She goes to the coldest part of the ship, knowing the Gorn won't be there. Um, and they begin to figure out a way to. Laan begins to figure out a way to attack the Gorn. Go take the fight to them, mm-hmm. and and then there's one left, um, and they end up killing it, um, which was a pretty cool thing with him there. And I believe it was Laan in the main cargo bay, and they they kill it with cold, and you know Laan shatters it and then we realize that
1: himner's dad uh,
0: uh, yeah himner yeah, it was nobody could get in there except for Laon and himner and they both knew because Laon knew that their spray wasn't just to incapacitate or hurt their victims it was how they spread their eggs and himner knew that was do that, that as well and so himner walked to the back of that ship and which the back end was off a cliff and he walked out of the, the force field and he you know because he said don't you know he told Uhura, you know, it's okay, you know, you know, continue to love. That's your that's your your greatness, you build community and you love and that's who you are. And um open yourself up to that. And because she'd been struggling with who she was and being in Starfleet and mm-hmm. and you know, Himner because they're talking about purpose and Himner said, My purpose is to fix broken things. And he mentioned that in like episode like three, I think when he when he and her were together. Yeah. And, and we know that they developed a friendship, uh, you know, together. And you know, he specifically spoke to her. He walked outside, said just like Endoria, and then stepped off the ship.
1: And that was and, that.
0: and fell deep into the crevice, and Hemner dies, which was like, holy shit! Like they just killed somebody who was pretty important on the Enterprise, you know, the chief engineer. You know, I mean, they just killed the chief engineer of the Enterprise. You know, holy cow. And um, But we also know when they had the...
1: He uh, was wearing a red shirt. That's the reason why. <laughs> he
0: was wearing a red shirt. The red shirt uh, continues. Red, but the red shirt the,
1: continues.
0: But the other guy wasn't. He was a gold shirt. So oh, go. well, okay. <laughs> yeah, the incident who became lieutenant. Um, uh, but, you know, difficult. it's... Uh, but we also see that Spock struggles with his rage a little bit. You know, because they they you know they have to get him to access the emotional his emotional side to get the Gorn mm. to react to him, yeah. and then at the funeral for himner because him and himner were friends, yeah. and we see that he was affected by that, and as so much so that he goes and he punches out you know a panel and just you know just goes to town on it, and nurse uh, chapel hugs him and, and like it's okay. And helps him kind of calm down a little bit, but you know they're intimating a uh, a relationship kind of between Spock. Well, and I her.
1: mean, we we all know the original series, you know, Chapel had the hots for like Spock, so yeah, and that's still going on, so that's
0: that's fine, um, you know. But uh, again, I love like Uhura when at the funeral when they're talking about him, there she has his purpose is to fix broken things, and he did that, and you know, of course, referencing herself, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it was a. It was a whew, it was a good one. It was especially at the end there when Hemner just makes the sacrifice and he Tough. knows he has to do it. Golly, man. Yeah. It was it was it was good though. I mean, this is a great oh, episode. Oh. Right, you know, this is episode nine, so this is a good one. And then you still have your season ten Ender a Which quality was of Quality Mercy.
1: Fucking mm. good Lord. Right. But then here's you remember don't forget. Oh guy.
0: I'm sorry, I forgot. Laan also requests to leave um the ship because she yeah. wants to go with the girl and help her find her family and things like that and because her and the girl have a connection because of the surviving the gore and so she wants to help her uh, and it's not in federation space and, and so she's going to go off and do that thing so um so we have Himnerly we have Himner dying by the way by, by the
1: way when i watched this episode dude i was so fucking stoned man yeah Oh, I was you? really stoned. Like I had like half of a like. So, so horseshoe genetics. The guy, he his mom makes like you know his mom makes like cookies and stuff. So he's kind of giving them out, and, and I kind of took one. And I was watching it, and I was just like, "Oh my god, bro, this is nuts."
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah, no, it was. I mean, to to me, that was just crazy. How. Yeah, you're right. They killed off the main engineer, mm-hmm. which was just insane. Yeah, it Absolutely was insane. You know, they're they're showing that
0: you know anybody's expendable. And then the fact that they're letting Laan leave, you know, I mean, she she leaves the enterprise. So.
1: yeah, yeah, but so but they're all setting it up to basically kind of get you to where you know. Where Kirk is, you know, basically seven years from now. Yeah, you know, and plus yeah. they're also showing too that not a lot of people last in Starfleet, you know. It's right, like, Starfleet's tough. You know,
0: it's it, the Wild West. I mean, you got to remember this yeah. is the Wild West of Starfleet. They're not where you know where TNG was, where yeah. they, they had to expanded further and, and things like that, and and uh, aligned aligned with the Klingons. So yeah. then we get to episode ten, A Quality of Mercy. Woo, this is a good one. This, oh, is, boy. this is the highest rated episode according it to it should be 9.3 um so should be
1: 10 okay these yeah all these people don't vote for 10 stars okay you, you're fucking assholes ty yeah. dillinger perfect. yeah perfect yeah this is a great episode
0: so we see that um they're at uh starbase um what oh that's what the the injectors were supposed to uh to go to starbase k7 which was the one that was trouble mm-hmm. with triples Um, That was was, was in episode nine. That's right. So that's just like, oh, oh, K7. I don't know. So they're at this other um, uh, star base that's on the edge of the neutral zone. And they're talking to the captain. They're talking about how they're going to be upgrading everything. And in that process, we find out the commander of that station, his son, Mm -hmm. comes in because he's a big fan of Pike and the Enterprise. But his son is going to be one of the kids who um, is going to be involved with the accident. That Pike has later, seven years later, um, and he's one of the two that die. Yeah, and so Pike is like flustered a little bit. He walks out, and Una is like, "We got to do something, right?" And so we see Pike is going to write a letter, and then all of a sudden, in a pristine maroon, oh my god, this was, uniform oh in an god. admiral's pit on it, we see Admiral fucking Pike, Pike. Admiral Pike, and. That uh, was-
1: Walking was unreal.
0: It was unreal. And we see that he's come from an alternate future because of him writing that letter, what it does. And he takes a time crystal from the Klingons who help him to show what it would be like if he writes that letter. And so basically this is, for those of you who are fans, if you've seen the Balance of Terror Original series, the
1: greatest original series episode. It was
0: awesome. It's a great episode if you haven't seen it. Um, Summarizing it real quick the Romulans (coughs) start attacking some of the bases on the edge of the neutral zone with a powerful plasma weapon. Yeah, but we don't know the Romulans, we have never seen the Romulans before. Uh uh, Played by the great Mark Leonard, um, you know, and uh, as a Romulan on this one, but we we find out they face them. What happens with Kirk and them on that episode, and how they prevent things from going further? In this episode, what happens is the accident never happens. Nobody's nobody's there. Nobody gets hurt. Pike is still in charge of the Enterprise. We see Uhura is now communications officer on the Enterprise. Spock is number one. We find like we find out that Una is has been arrested. Yep. Laan is on a different ship. Um, you know, she's on the Farragut with Captain Kirk.
1: Oh, she Who, is on the Farragut with Captain Yeah, because remember, she okay. gets
0: she gets the Farragut's about to be, you know, it's mm-hmm. listing and is about to explode, and then she's on that ship and she hugs Chris, you know, when he comes off, and uh she comes off the transport pad and he asks her about Una, and he's like, you know, she's in prison. You know, we find that she's been arrested because she she's a Larian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things have happened. So basically, we see as if Pike would have been captain of the Enterprise during, you know, when Kirk would be. Um, we hear the voice of someone who sounds like... Um,
2: A
1: Scotsman.
0: Scotsman. You know, Mr. Scott. Mr. Uh, Scott. Chief Engineer. Um, we never see him, but Spock does reference as He's helping make repairs uh, mm. to the weapons. Uh, do that. We, we see the uh, what happens with the Romulan, the Romulan uh, Kirk is in the area in the Farragut to help the Enterprise, so they're going to work together to mm-hmm. try to take out the Romulan and keep it from happening. Uh, in turn, Kirk and the Farragut get taken out instead. They take on everybody from that they can from the Farragut. Um, we see uh, Paul Wesley, who's playing Kirk, um, you know, does a great job with it. Oh, you wonderful job! And, and, and just and just what happens in that episode is if if Pike would have been the um uh, captain during that time period and what, what happened and basically long story short it doesn't end up the same game. i fucks up yeah and we have kind of what we had in discovery with the Klingons and the Federation at the beginning of Discovery that happens with the Romulans now. Um what what happens is the commander um for that Romulan commander who would be played by Mark Litter and he's played by someone different here there the other way we don't, it doesn't have to be the same thing, uh, per se. But the idea is that that captain wanted, you know, didn't want war. His sub commander did. His sub commander reached out to the fleet. That fleet shows up mm-hmm. and it's a face off. And Kirk gets on a ship and he finds some mining
1: ships, which, robotic mining ships,
0: which because he, his, his thought process is, um, well, if, uh, they don't know. Well, we haven't seen them for 100 years. They haven't seen us, and they don't know what our ship looks like either. But it ends up getting to a shooting war. Things happen. (laughs) And it ended up all getting kind of messed up in the end. So, um, But in that process, we find out towards the end, Pike uses the time crystal to kind of talk to Kirk to find out who he is so that he can know Basically, he kind of interviews Kirk for his job. Yeah, he does before before Kirk even knows he's going to be interviewing for the job. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's very interesting in that aspect. And so, um, so we see the alternative timeline, what happens that mirror idea of the Balance of Terror episode, and then they go to end the episode. And the last thing is from the very first episode, we had uh, oh, why am I blanking on name Captain Patel. Mm-hmm. You know, Captain Patel shows back up. At the end of the episode, and they end up arresting uh, Una Jim Riley because they find out she's in the Larian. And so, because of the whole genetics thing, Pike isn't going to let it happen. He grabs a guy by the finger and is going to like. We're ready to break it. Ready to break the guy's finger. And Una says no. And so, it, the episode ends with her being arrested um, and being taken into custody, which. Was revealed in the time, you know, thing from happening. Um, I do love that. Uh, one of the quotes was, um, the you know, Scotty quote when Spock is working on the phasers, he goes, You know, I need you to work faster. He goes, I'm an engineer, not a miracle worker, Mr. Spock. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that we hear that from Scotty. Um, there was just some really neat things in this episode. Um, and um, I, you know, just the things that we see. That smear, the balance of terror. So was yeah. a great episode. This is this was the best episode. Yeah, so it was. far it was. It deserves it's nine point. It deserves a ten out of ten rating. Yeah, it deserves a ten. Out it, of 10. It, it, it was. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this season was just like I think you talked about earlier before we were recorded perfection. Uh, we we I think we we went in with some hope, but really with low expectations. Yeah, because and they blew season, all of it out of the wall. Oh
1: yeah. Because because we were like, you know, season four Discovery was like a wet fart. And then this was like unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know I mean? It was just... Uh, just, guys, don't fuck with the formula. Keep it. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it the same. So, but... Yeah. It, so, it was...
0: It, it, I mean the the entire episode. I mean the entire season was incredible. You know, me personally, ten out of ten. It, it was it was the like I said, we, the trek we're looking for. And uh, this is if you you haven't seen this, you need to beg, borrow, steal your way to see this season. It was incredible. I cannot wait for that. This is one of those ones where at Discovery, I felt they gave them too many episodes. This ten was nice, but I feel like they could go more. But I'm ready to see what season two is already. <laughs> you know, I know they just finished production like we talked about. And so well, I mean I, I, mean, I cannot wait.
1: Here's the thing. So so if they if they filmed like 20 episodes, probably I mean, I mean did they film season one and season two together? No,
0: season two finished production. It started in February. Oh, I see. So and it, and it, okay. it ended in Ju- in July. Okay. So um
1: I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe with the editing process, doing ten episodes, it's shorter editing, so they can mm-hmm. get it out quicker, right? You know. So, but to me, this is perfect because this makes me wanting more. Yeah. This is just enough to make you wanting more, and I just I can't wait. Yeah. And now, and now your appetite is going to be, it's going to be satiated now with lower decks coming out. When yeah. is lower decks coming out? It should be coming out soon, right?
0: Uh they yeah they that's right. They because I think last week when we talked on the news or the week before, um they said summer, but they haven't said an exact days. So um they they have not given a specific but they do it's gonna be summer sometime. Um but it was interesting I was because they did talk about how they did show a clip of Blimler back home. And Modesto for season three, okay, um, and how his family has vineyards and they basically grow grapes to, to make raisins. <laughs> you know, that's and, terrible. And, and it's funny because, like, apparently he works with all kinds of hot chicks, and they are all like making innuendos to him, and he's just like, "No, whatever." You know what this is? And, like, he's totally brushing them off. Oh it's my hilarious. god, dude! Uh, like, so funny. But you know, so that, but that's. Going to be a part of season three, but they have not set a date yet. That was on the, but apparently the Ready Room, which is you know the show after they they air the yeah. Star Trek. Apparently they've uh, had that going for twenty nine weeks because of shows just backing right into each other. So now they're taking a, a break after twenty nine weeks between Picard and you know all the shows just Discovery Picard, you know now uh, Strange New Worlds twenty nine weeks in a row of different. Mm-hmm. Uh, of, of the writing room of shows just rolling into each other. Oh, there's so, nothing
1: wrong with that. No,
0: at all. So you know, hey, you've had your TV staff and production probably need a little bit of a break. You give them there. Yeah. Lower decks happening sometime. Probably, I would say August. I would say August. late July, probably okay. August is when I would do that and, and tie that in. Well,
1: well, 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 that's good because I gotta finish up season nine or ten of the blacklist anyway. So
0: yeah, you know, I mean. It's,
1: and I'm, and I'm and I'm still watching all the old Hawaii Five O episodes too.
0: There you go. I mean, and we're just... watching
1: new, new, new Hawaii Five O too. Yeah. So. Oh
0: yeah, there's just so many good stuff. So much yeah. good stuff. Right. Uh, I just finished the Boys uh, mm-hmm. season three. That was whoo, That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really good TV right now. So yeah, um, yeah. But Star Trek takes the cake. I mean, I course um, it does. I mean, it was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. This was a 10 out of 10. Um, every episode is worth your time. Uh, 50 minutes told, stories told well. Yeah. Visually, just stunning. Uh, the way they, the, the modern take on the classic things was still honoring the classic looks of things. You yeah. know, I, I mean, Pike in the um, green kind of, you know. Yeah, thing. I pop so. But I it was the- like leatherish more than it was anything. Else.
1: It was cool. It was cool. I want. I want that uniform, and I want the Reticon uniform. Oh yeah, there you go. That'll be good. that would be mm-hmm.
0: good. It's. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, that's.
0: There's just so many good things that happen Yes. Yeah. Um, you're gonna. It's gonna feel very familiar. But just. It's gonna hit you in the feels. It will hit you in the feels, too. They tell some incredible stories. Mm-hmm. Really, it, it is good stuff. So I mean, I. I don't think I could put it any over any more than I have. Uh, Triple D, I don't think you could either. It's it's worth your time. It's ten you know? out of ten. It is ten out of ten. That's that's the best. I mean, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it, if if this is the level we're getting, season two is gonna be even better. I'm, I'm well.
1: Curious. Here's the thing. I'm still gonna be like, you know what? Season one was great, but they could still fuck it up, though. So. <laughs> well, I mean, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like season two is gonna be great, okay. but.
0: We'll see, you know, I mean, there's gonna be more kirk, you know um in season two, so there we go. um who knows what um new uh cadet maybe that might appear who on the enterprise later on um you know, because uhura is now going back to the academy we saw that
1: it's not uh, gonna, it's probably not gonna be cadet McCoy because I don't think no, no he
0: he's a doctor because he was on the yeah. bit was me with.
1: With Kirk, I don't. Well, I know in the stories he was served as chief medical officer with 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 Kirk, like before Kirk took over on the Enterprise. But right. yeah, though,
0: who knows? But you know, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just you know have some things happen here or there. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I'm looking forward to what so happens. Much. You know, especially with Una, uh, mm-hmm. Lan, You know, you know the, the the characters that have left that. You know, like mm-hmm. with Uhura, we know where she ends up, you know, so that's, that's kind of one of those things. It was nice to see a young cadet Uhura and her finding her place in Star mm-hmm. Trek and where it could be. And yeah. then, um, but then there are other characters that like we've invested in. It's like, all right, well, what happens now? Mm-hmm. And we want to see that. Um, you know, oh, by the way, the one thing we didn't talk about, which you and I both said, like we both cried at, um, because of the altered timeline and the fighting, uh, Spock gets Yeah, hurt. Spock laying in the bio so bre- oh. it's, it's brutal. That was rough. It was very that rough. It was, was rough. It was, it was bad. So, yeah. you know, I mean, again, there's just so many things that keep popping in my head and happening the, in the seasons. You're just going to have to go watch it for yourself. Yeah. Make sure. We left something out. Somebody finds something that they liked. That's cool. You know, you tell us about it. That that's we want to hear what your favorite parts of the yeah. season are. That's why, you know, mid-show plug. Uh, if you want to tell us what it is, you can always email us at the academy exactly HMG at, at yahoo.com. You can message us on Twitter at the Academy HMG, or you can hit us up on Facebook at Academy hmg and and tell us what you thought your favorite thing from you know Strange New Worlds was. Jacob, what was your favorite thing from Strange New Worlds?
1: Hmm. I have to say, it was. Episode, it had to be episode eight. Episode eight. Episode it? eight. He loved episode eight. That's his favorite. He hasn't nice. quite finished t-
0: episode 10, though.
1: So Wow. He watched episode 10. He's going to be like, episode yeah. 10 is my favorite.
0: Yeah. But, you know, he's he's close. I mean, you're yeah. about, what, over halfway on episode 10? 45
2: 12.
0: Wow. Yeah, 45 12. So he's close, oh, to, yeah, the yeah, he's close so, to the end there. Yeah. So. But I mean so far he says episode eight is his favorite. You know, it was a really good episode. Nice. You tell us you you message us, you tell us what your favorite you thing is. Tell us is. what
1: your favorite episode of Strange New Worlds was.
0: Because it's it is worth it. And um, you know, so whew, wow, we got all that. Oh, we, wow. we two hours we're we we're we are almost two hours in talking straight yeah, oh and my we cut God. the news down. We cut yeah. the news down, we cut the open down, and, yeah. um, well, I and mean, you, almost, uh and it's almost we had to 10 o'clock we, your time. Let's, we, had,
1: we had to dedicate the time to Strange New Worlds. It deserved it. I think yeah, it deserved it, walking yeah. through
0: every episode and talking through everything. Um, I I like going over the entire episode of the season rather than doing episode. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. It's um, a lot easier. I think it's a lot easier. Um, but again, email the show, text us, tweet us, tell us what you think. If you want to hear more about each episode broken down, we will do that for you but you got to tell us what you want to do or we're going to yeah. let us you know
2: Mark. Come on. Let us know you smooth brains.
0: But with that said, we do have one more thing we have to do before we get out of here. We have to do <clears throat> our Trek wreck of the week. So James, if you'll play the music right here, It's time for our Trek Wreck of the week, and it is my turn this week for Trek Wreck of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm going to pick this week is um, Fathom Events, ladies and gentlemen. Ah!
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you want to see the fortieth director's fortieth uh, uh, anniversary director's cut of Wrath of Khan, go to Fathom Events, yes. and you can pick three dates. And there are going to be theaters in your area that will be showing it. And on those three dates, you pick your time uh, and you pick uh, your theater that you want to watch and you watch on the big screen Star Trek Wrath of Khan. And
1: you pick and, out um, your theater. Pick you out your theater
0: to. that you want to do it in. I'm definitely probably going to do that. I'm gonna When it gets closer to September, I'm going to pick the date and um, I'm going to take Jacob to go see Wrath of Khan. Um on the big screen, because, I mean, it's the 40th anniversary, it's the director's cut, and I get to take my son to see something that I grew up with on the big screen. Hell yeah. You know, like like my dad took me, so that's going to be exciting. He just went, woo! Woo! (laughs) So we're excited. So that is my Trek Wreck of the Week, guys. Fathom Events. Go check it out. They did the motion picture earlier this year, um, where you can go see that. I think it was in, in May. Now they're doing it in September for uh, Wrath of Khan 2. A great way to go see it on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Go check that out. And Fathom Events does great stuff all year round. Not just Trek stuff, but other stuff. But, you know, if they're going to keep doing the Trek stuff, I am all about it. You know, so go support Fathom Events. So, Triple D, that is, I mean, we've given them two hours. we give them a lot, man. A lot of content today. We We covered our favorite. Yeah. I mean, this is, I I mean, mean... it's been the, the favorite new truck that has been out. Yeah, no,
1: now. really, it's it's un, unbelievable. I'll tell you what's unbelievable. I didn't mention that Johnny's rocking a good Mythical Summer T shirt. Rhett and Link. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah. Mythical Morning, something that I absolutely just enjoy I love watching. It cracks me up. So I was I was gonna say something, but I was like, we're we're kind of in a Star Trek flow. but now we're at the <laughs> end. So so listen. Uh, John, where can everyone find you, John? Well, if you want to find me on the intranets, you can find me on TikTok,
0: Twitter, and Instagram as men And then, of course, you can find me on the Facebooks as John Enright. The Facebooks. Funded Facebooks. You'll find me there. Um, and then, of course, if you want to talk mental health or you want to, you know, get advocacy, figure out how to begin your mental health journey, whatever that is, maybe you need resources in your area, you can always contact me john at freedomhousepc.org and i'll be glad to help you figure out what it is you need to begin your healing journey or any resources you might need if you're on your journey um if you need to figure out how to access you know therapy or, or or anything along those lines in a low cost no cost way we'll figure out where you live in your area and what you can do to reach those needs so because Gentlemen, again, as we say every week, and I mean it every week, your mental health is important. Yeah, um, what you do to maintain a good headspace is important, especially for men because we neglect our mental health mm-hmm. on a on a huge level. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, definitely, gentlemen, please, 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 seek out help for your mental health, whether you think you've got it or not. You know, I mean, I, I, th- I mean, the last two years. Going through a divorce, becoming a single parent, moving houses, the things I've had to do, the counseling that I sought got help for and was able to get was invaluable to where I was at and helped me recognize some of the things I didn't even realize I hadn't dealt with, you know, and some of the things that I realized, oh, I'm in depression or I'm doing this. I didn't realize there were some of these things that I was doing as I was dating or doing other things that I was projecting. And it's like, oh, I need to work on myself. I need to do this and that and the other. Guys, there's there's lots of things that we are dealing with that we don't handle, and our mental health is one of them. And we need to do that. And as someone who has uh, has been and is continuing on his mental health journey, I encourage you to do the same. And uh, whatever that might be, even if it's just, hey, you're doing great. You need some encouragement. I will be glad to do that for you. So, but take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. That's how you get hold of me, Triple D. What about you? Where they can find you on oh, the geez. nets of
2: the
1: intra? Well, they can find me. Zerto's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good shit. I might accept, I in Instagram. I might accept your friend request. We'll see. See how I feel. Feeling <laughs> cute. Might might accept the friend request later. We'll see. Uh dipping donuts on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that good shit for best donut porn. Run by the great Ben Hamin, he runs all my social media. So, yalla, yalla, helps him, helps him fund the, helps him fund the the, the money to basically take over uh, wrestling promotions. Uh, <laughs> also, too, we got Immortal Championship Wrestling, Immortal things in Schenectady. It's gonna be off the chain. Dirty Dango is gonna be there. Greek guy Papadon. The champ, Kayla Sparks and Mike Skyros are going to be there. We just unveiled a new seltzer for the champ the Kayla Sparks cherry seltzer, which is really good. So if you guys are in this Schenectady area, upstate New York, Hey, come down to the boys and girls club. It's a brand new facility. It's going to have air conditioning in it. So Woo! that's a big for a wrestling show. They have air conditioning in it. So guys, so come check us I, out. Well,
0: I mean, that's I mean, I guess I take that for granted because air conditioning is required down here. Yeah, and I forget that that's not necessarily the case. It's not necessarily the case. No, it's not. You know, and whereas, some, like, yeah, and whereas, like, so I hear like, oh, we have air conditioning in Is like the 1950s? Uh, like, what the fuck? Know, are
1: we back in the dark ages? Seriously? Yeah, you
0: know where? But I mean, uh, especially like I've been telling people, and I told this to Jacob. He really liked it. Like down here right now, the best way I could describe what's happening in Texas, because again we're in the hundred degree heat, it's not going to break anytime soon. Is the it's hotter than a dragon's nuts down here, and that dragon is teabagging us right now. Yeah, um, literally
1: teabagging. That is the shit
0: out of here. <laughs> that is what's kind of
2: the yeah, best way to describe the weather, weather right now here in Texas. The, so, so so
1: yeah, so it is air conditioned because our next show is going to be August in Rome at JFK Arena. Now that's gonna be a big show. You got Max Caster from AEW is gonna be there. You've got Gang Growl and Dirty Dango as well. Oh wow. So and it's there will be no AC in the fucking arena except oh. in the locker rooms. So you bet your ass a lot of the boys are gonna be in that locker room. They ain't gonna leave the locker rooms, boys. All right, sell merch. I, no, 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 don't be out there, selling Merch. Are you crazy? Uh, I mean be out there sliding people for five bucks. <laughs> so, guys, so that's where you can find everything. And John, it's 10 10 o'clock here i'm yeah fucking tired so yeah. you so, gotta get up or you yeah gotta get up or I, gotta, I gotta get up early. so guys listen hope you guys enjoyed the show uh don't, don't take me so seriously i'm just i'm just a sarcastic asshole and i love meeting <laughs> that person um so we'll be back live we'll be back here next week with more star trek and uh Guys, if you something something you guys want to talk about, email us. You know, Academy HMG. Come on.
0: Yeah. Hey, we Easy. did Jay, we did Money mcgivers Yeah, we uh, did Money
1: McIvers the uh, item. You know. Yeah. So so guys, hit us up. Let us know. But but to all to all the fans out there, live long and prosper, and we'll see y'all next week.